Welcome, 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 welcome to the Gridiron 4th and 1 podcast where we talk about football and sometimes we derail on other topics. I am joined today by my lovely host, co-host, Nardo, who is uh, lying down in bed. Nardo, how are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm in the boudoir. I just wanted to give every an idea where the magic happens in case they didn't know. Uh, slash, yeah. slash Ra is getting ready to go out. So I was like, let me just stay here. So she has more room to you know get around and get ready and all that. How are you today? I am I am doing wonderful. Fantastic. Sunday is daylight savings times for those of you that may forget. The clock moves forward an hour, which means that sunset in Chicago will be around 7 p.m., which means for those of you that want to go to golf after work, you should leave early. And speaking right. of golf after work, we got a guy that does this frequently at the range in his in his tie, his dress shoes, his dress pants. He's got his vest on, full beard. Uh, our guest today is none other than Dr. Ashok. Ashok, how you doing? I'm doing good. And yes, by frequently, I have gone once in 2022. I don't understand. What's wrong with that golf? That's, pre- that's a really good golf attire. It's proper. I feel like Tiger probably would wear something like that. So I don't know why you got to hate so much. I'm not hating. It's it's fantastic golf attire. It is yeah, fantastic. I, I, I went there straight after work. So yeah, exactly. You do what you can to golf, Nardo. No matter under any circumstance, you golf. All right. We got to do the thing again where we like have all the guys get together one more time at least. I know we keep saying we're going on a trip and then life gets in the way and we end up just going on a golf course for like a few hours, but still, <laughs> it's still fun. I, I will say so. I. Uh, I recently, this past week, went to Orlando for a golf trip, and it was very, very fun. Uh, I will say that there's a certain amount of golf I want in a certain amount of time, and maybe we did a little too much because I got a blister on my hand, but or maybe it's just because I'm not used to golfing as much right now. How many holes did you play? I think we played like 50 holes in a span of four days. That's not too bad. I mean... No. But, but yeah, I mean, you yeah. haven't played in a while, so and you haven't swung a club, so exactly. It, it, it had been like three months, uh, two months or so since I had swung clubs. So you know, hopefully, when golf season comes around, that's not an issue, which is next week, starting Sunday, or actually like this, once this so, week Sunday. Oh, wait, one daylight savings time hit. This is a topic that we did not have planned, but I'm, I'm sorry, throw it in there. Um, no. I fucking hate daylight savings time. It is the dumbest <laughs> thing around. We don't farm or whatever the hell stupid shit it was around for. So I don't know why the hell we it have was, to do this. I think it was around. I, I think there was a. I was reading somewhere. Somebody's like, oh, yeah, it was for the war, I guess. I don't know. To save like. Everyone has a wife's for why we do it. And no one knows why we still do it. There's no reason to do it. Oh, yeah. There's no reason to still do it. Absolutely not. And what's great is, is that not even every state does it or even areas in different states. So I think Indiana doesn't do it. Um, yeah. there's parts of it that do, there's parts of Indiana that don't. Right. Arizona the Chicago, you know, like Arizona does part, but then, then the Native American reservations on Arizona don't. Yeah, because they're smart. So, no, Arizona does not partake in daylight savings time. Why would anyone partake in it? It's the dumbest thing. It's just an excuse to like make me have to figure out how many clocks I own and how many <laughs> I have That's the brilliant part about phones. You don't have to own a clock anymore. Okay, but you don't have any other clocks in your house that are not related to your cell phone? I do, but like it's just like why use like you what I mean, within the first half hour you're going to pick up your phone. And if you have an alarm, your phone's automatically going to adjust anyway. You don't nobody has an old clock alarm. That's that's ancient. Okay. 
I'm sure the two of you guys, since you're not married, don't understand. There's things called decorations for households. And we have this decoration known as a large-ass clock that I have to take off the wall and then find a way to put it back on the wall after I change the clock. And once I dropped it on Raish when she was working because I didn't pay back <laughs> up to the wall, she like, she like freaked out. So this is one of the reasons why I hate having to do it because I hate having to take that stupid clock off the wall and set an hour ahead or behind. That does suck. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that suck for the Bears fans, uh, Khalil Mack got traded today to the Los Angeles Chargers uh, for a second and sixth round pick in 2023. Not even this year, but in 2023. So that pick is probably going to be worse because the team will be better. Um, it's what a do you guys think pick. about How much this? worse can it be? No, I mean even the second round pick though, right? Like it'll be at least probably you know seven eight slots worse. I would think. It's because no. you okay. I'm sorry, to cut off a show for my <laughs> point there, but it's because you're a huge Chargers like you know, you bend over for the Chargers. So that's the only reason you think it's gonna be so good. You're like, oh yeah, they're gonna win the Super Bowl. So that pick's pick gonna be they, such trash. What what pick did they didn't make the playoffs this year? They're definitely make, they're they're making the playoffs next year. They're 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 going to make the playoffs. That's that's pretty much a given at this point. They should. Nothing's a given. It's a given. Thank but. you. Yes, I agree. Who invited you on the show? Golly. I don't know, but I think clearly, it was actually me. Yes, it was, actually, it was definitely it was me. No, but the problem is, is that they are in a markedly tougher division because they're what well, the doormat of their division got a competent quarterback. And you can, and that ties into another like um, topic we had with the Russell Wilson trade. But I, I know you hate Russell Wilson, but you can't deny that he's better than Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. And, you know, I don't think they're, I don't think Denver's going to win the Super Bowl, but the idea is, right, a Stafford esque trade for them. They have a competent team around them right now. We'll see how the coach is. I mean, he comes from Green Bay. So, you think yeah. Mount Miller signs with the Broncos again? He's a free agent now? I think so. If they pay him, sure. Yeah, that's all it no. comes down to. You think Who's he, gonna he's going to want the money more so than, okay. Yeah, what I mean, it's NFL players. Most of them want the most money. He's got two Super Bowls, and he's a Super Bowl MVP. Like, right, so that's why I was like, okay, he might just be comfortable because living in Denver, you know. I think usually, I mean, I feel like players of that caliber, once you get ingrained in a city, you're kind of like, right, I'm just going to stay here as long as I can. If the team will have me, I'll stay with the team. And right. I think they'll keep Von Miller. Yeah, as long as they give him a fair contract. Yeah, wait. Did we just say Von Miller? I was like, wait, Von Miller wasn't on the team. You're saying he's going to come back? Yeah, yes, he's, yes, he's coming back. Oh, he did? Okay, good. Well, he, yep. he wants to. He wants to come he will. back. They'll, they'll bring right. him back. And they, that's why I was like, with Russell Wilson there, he now has a quarterback. He's like, okay, at least we have a chance. Like it, before, it was like, okay, there's no chance. At least now he's like, I've won a second Super Bowl. I at least have a decent quarterback to work with now. I'm not going to be just on the field for like 70% of the game. So. Yeah, are we skipping the whole Mac topic? Because we kind of just no, we, at this point we're not skipping. We're, we can, we're not yeah. skipping the Mac topic. Let's, uh, let's, let's let's go back to the Mac topic because there's some. Oh, actually, hold on. We'll go back to the Mac topic after. But first, do you think this is better for Denver than the Peyton Manning signing? Like, who do you think at this point, Peyton Manning, when he went to Denver, do you think he was a better quarterback than Russell Wilson is right now? I mean, in the with hindsight, no. Peyton Manning had one of the best seasons after of a quarterback ever with like, what was it like 
53 touchdowns or something like that? Like the seven touchdown game in the first? No, 52 maybe. Sure. 50 was the record. Or no, was it it 50? I I thought 50 was old. I don't know. I remember he had seven the first game. And I was like, okay. You know, Julius Thomas was a thing. (laughs) And so, um, like, yeah, there's no way I, I think he can match up to and Peyton won a Super Bowl, even though even though he was diminished. So ultimately the trade worked out. So I guess, but I mean I we're just gonna take it the instantaneous of we don't know what the outcome's gonna be, right? For the Russell Wilson. Like Russell Wilson could win two Super Bowls for all we know. Sure. He, he could also he never play. No, he won't. How yeah. do you know? Uh, he he Why will are play. You so, like, big on pontificating on what's gonna happen when you don't know anything. You're I just like, don't like Russell Wilson, as the show yeah. pointed out. Why? Because he he was part of that. Um, oh, what was the game? Are you that talking about that thing with the referees when? Yes. Yes, I happened? am. Yes, I am. I still remember that. I think it was the, the fail, fail Mary. Mary? Yeah. yeah. Twenty thirteen. The fail Mary. Oh my God! You gotta let it go. <sighs> no. What's interesting though is that, and I don't know who to believe, because. Russell Wilson is a little out there, and I, I'll be honest, I got annoyed, and I was just like, really, is this guy doing 20 hours of PT a day to rehab his finger or whatever? I'm like, why <laughs> there's do we no need way. to know that? Yeah, it's, There's no way. Yeah, he's like waking up, soaking his finger, and so... Yeah, right. But literally, most of his teammates hate him, and it's not just like the Legion of Boom, um, Marshawn Lynch, yep. um, even Doug Baldwin, I didn't realize that, uh, wow. didn't really like him. And so, and at some point, I think the rest of Seattle, like the the Seattle infrastructure, wasn't really happy. Well, I remember. Uh, I think there was always like this thing that like wasn't Pete Carroll protecting him or something. Like he would tell the defense, "I right, don't play too hard. We don't want him to hurt his psyche." Like the big thing is that mentally he would be very fragile. I, I don't. I mean, that just doesn't seem right to me because the whole point is like with Pete Carroll is competition, and then that's how Russell Wilson won the job, right? Uh, he beat out Matt Flynn. Yeah. And so that was great. I still remember that because everyone's like, wait, yeah. they just signed Matt Flynn. Now they're going to start Russell Wilson over him. I, I mean, bravo out. to them for being willing to do that move. But yeah. still. Um, and so, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think it helps definitely with having the fact that they didn't have to get rid of any of their wide receivers. That, that'll help that team yeah. some, but yeah, I mean, I just don't like Russell Wilson, so I don't think they'll do I mean, well. you better like him enough. You have Jerry Judy, don't you? No, remember I traded him for Robert Woods, who tore his oh, ACL yeah, a few days awesome. later. That was a good move. <laughs> Great trade. Thank you. Thank Not you. as good as your trade for. Uh, I hope. I hope Wall- in the Waller, playoffs. Darren Waller, but yeah. still. I hope in the playoffs this year, Robert Woods comes back and just destroys you. I hope he just... gambles on sports and is suspended also, <laughs> <laughs> just for kicks. But we'll get to that soon. But let's go back to the Mac trade. Okay. Yes, I'm not Cleo sad Mac. at all. Ashok, you're the only other Bears fan between the three of us. What are you happy, sad, or what like what are your feelings on this? I'm just no, I I just don't care. I, I was surprised that that's all we could get for him, honestly. But um I, I forget what Von con- Miller. I, I didn't I see it. Did we pay the contract or are they paying it or no, how did it work? They're, out? they're paying for the contract. So it's so like we have twenty four million in dead cap. That's what mm-hmm. I saw. Probably from signing bonuses. Yeah, because yeah. the, the signing bonuses don't go over. It's only there's other stuff that goes over. So I think I was reading before this podcast as I was waiting for you guys to sign on. Um, is that there's like three years, eighty something, eighty, not eighty. Is that right? They can't be right. 
He's, but he's got like three years and a ridiculous amount of money left on his contract. So it's very hard. If Von Miller was an expiring contract. That's why. Well, and, I, and remember, didn't the Broncos agree to pay the rest of the contract out? Yeah. To get a better like draft pick? Right. So, I mean, the Bears did what they could. They got a second round pick for a guy that realistically was not going to be part of their plans going forward. It doesn't matter if he was not part of their plans. He He's still an elite defensive end, at least is to my he, knowledge. He got, I don't got, know. I was like, his stats have been so bad. Like, I feel like if you had to pick between keeping him and Robert Quinn, who would you keep right now? Well, okay. Yeah. That's what I was like. In my head, I'm like, I'm fine getting rid of Mac because I feel like he's definitely at the point where we could have, if we trimmed him last year, we probably could have gotten maybe a first round pick, but we still always got a second round pick, which could become something valuable. Hopefully, Poles knows how to, you know, draft players, but. Yeah, I mean, the thing thing is, um, it's I don't know if other players have had this. It's just like the it's like the best first impression. Like the 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 other person I can really think of is Kosuke Fukudome. If you guys remember that, oh my god, I remember Brian got his jersey. (laughs) The first game, three for five, game tying, three run homer in the bottom of the ninth. I was like, all right, love this guy forever. Same thing with Mac destroying the Packers, oh, uh, strip sacking Brett Hundley, running it for a touchdown at the end. See, you know, but, like, but what dude. you should have known, though, is that when they lost that game, you should, it should have been a sign that, like, this man did all of this and we still lost. It should have been a sign that this was not going to work. No, that's, okay, that's not how it is. That's a sign of, okay, here, now we got a player that can disrupt the game. Now if the offense can get their shit together, we're good, <laughs> which never happened. But that's the actual thought process. Yeah, it was the same corollary with Aaron Donald and Jared Goff. You know, yeah. Once, oh once you were one of those people is holding up their end, <laughs> the other is not. Yeah, was like, understatement right there. <laughs> but I don't know. I think Mac, he was great that first year, and then he didn't really repeat that performance. Like he was not yeah. worth the two first round picks if you look at it as a whole right now. No, no, he's not. And no Vincent. player ever is. I think that I think I was like listening to the radio and they're saying how. Usually the team that takes the draft picks ends up winning in most trades because the players usually post their prime. That's why that team was willing to get rid of them. Right. Except Matt Stafford. That's true. Stafford's the only case where, you know, they won't, well, we'll see what the Lions do with that pick. Yeah. Now, who they take? Was it last year or is it this year? But the Rams won the Super Bowl. So that's it, true. It that is good. the ultimate prize, right? So, yeah, you that is. That's all you're trying to do. Just win and justify Super Bowl. the means no matter what happens. What is how, how one Super Bowl every eight years is probably a really good payout. I feel like if 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 they won what one Super Bowl and they didn't about? win yeah, another one for seven years, are you saying like, if like they those draft picks everything? are still a good trade? Are you guys frozen? I think his compu- computer froze him out. Oh my god, this is the best sound I've ever heard from him. Not being <laughs> hopefully they still record since he's the one who's in charge of the podcast. Yeah, but no, I mean. I feel like it's just one of those things where they think that who's the who's their GM? Les Sneed? Les Sneed. Yeah. He's the one who's saying that he saw that the market, like people are overvaluing draft picks, so he was willing to go the opposite way and be willing to trade the draft picks for players. But yeah. I don't know if that's how most teams operate where mm. draft picks are worth so much if you can find the right talent, but that's just are you a GM who knows how to scout the college ranks versus the pros? Yeah, and it's like, like it's you know they're always going to talk about like looking for inefficiencies in the marketplace. But 
are you the one to actually exploit those inefficiencies? Like Belichick doesn't even bother with like first round picks. Like he's he's not yeah. that good at him, right? Sony oh, yeah. Michelle is a first like, round the, pick. Is he, I was like, who's the last first round pick that they have that's been anything? I don't know. I think Isaiah Wynn is good. I, I don't know anything about linemen, but I think he still starts for them. Okay. And but, so, I mean, but the like, Brahmers starting linemen, you never have no idea. Because, I mean, if you drafted someone to be a left tackle, now they're playing right guard for you. You know that they've really shit yeah. the bed pretty hard that they've been moved inside and to the opposite side. Yeah, but otherwise it's like Sony Michelle, Nikhil Harry. That's actually one thing. Belichick is horrible at wide receivers. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. I don't think – I don't. I can't even name like the last wide receiver that they – Got in house that was good. It has to be Edelman, right? It was Edelman, and he was a seventh round pick. Converted quarterback to wide receiver. I don't know. I think it's one of those things where I'm happy the Bears got the picks, and that's mostly based off my fact that I like polls for being able to draft, but I don't know if he will or not. So these draft picks could either be worth something or they could just be complete duds. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, Let's go back. Uh, Let's go to a topic that. Should we talk about Rodgers right now? Because it's probably less annoying that Rishi dropped off, or should we wait for him to come back to make his point? I think we'll probably we'll we'll we'll, we'll let him come back. I guess. Since... Okay. Well, here let's go. Let's go to my side topic that I wanted to while sure. he's not here about Russell Wilson. Do you feel like because I have him on fantasy football team, I want to know if he's worth keeping or not? Do you think he's actually gonna be good on Denver? Or no. I don't know. I I would say probably, but he was not good last year. No. And like. He had good receivers, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, so. I don't know if that injury just lingered so hard that he never could come back from it fully. Because he was good leading up to it. I don't know if people. I can't remember. Were people saying he should be the MVP early in the season or no? Or is that two years ago? Uh, I think it was two years ago. Okay, because I was like, he was decent early in the season, but then he just shit like the bed like no one's business once he got back. But even if he's like decent, like Russell Wilson, and he puts up good sets. If you think about it, he might not be a top 10 fantasy quarterback. Like, we'll, we'll just like quickly run through Josh right. Allen, uh, Kyler Murray, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, yeah. Dak, Rodgers, still Herbert. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then probably what's his face on the Bengals? Burrow. Good point. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Did you say Rodgers or no? I did say Rodgers. Um, uh, probably Fields. <laughs> uh, Trubisky, obviously. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I mean, maybe he creeps right in there. Uh, but like, right? That's eight solid people that are ahead of him for sure. Yeah, I and think so, Wilson's just in the he's in the muck of things. Like, he's not great. He's not bad. And I think going forward for fantasy purposes, at least for our league, I don't think I'll see myself signing quarterbacks to three year contracts. There's not really a justifiable market for it, and you can find so much decent talent out there that's cheaper like i'm paying him like 20 dollars or something and he's just not worth that i know it's not overpaying by that much but it's still like one of those things where i don't want to waste so much of my cap for that yeah because it's it's not a premium it's not a position of scarcity like you'll be able to find somebody like yeah even if you need russell wilson at the end you can yeah do that, and usually you know? there's like a lot of teams that run like two court like i feel like rogers went this year in fantasy football drafts like you know snake drafts as the backup for a lot of teams. So did Tom Brady. And they're both legit options. Yeah. Especially yeah, if it's only 12 teams. Exactly. We'll see. I'm hoping Wilson has some value. My biggest worry right now is Metcalf's value becoming horseshit. And I probably shouldn't say that because I'll probably try to unload him. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully someone he's else gonna will. He's going to be great. Him. He's going to be great. Yeah, he's going to be great. Nooney will take him for sure. Then he'll amnesty him like he usually does. But 
Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis. I'm like so, so pissed off at the fact that I didn't trade Rishi uh, Eckler and drop him on him just because he was out for like the playoffs. And oh, it would have yeah. been even funnier to create $65 worth of cap space in the future. But ugh. did we'll Rishi see. make the playoffs? Rishi did. Yeah, he did. I think it was him versus brother to see oh, who went okay. on to the championship against TJ. TJ, okay. Yeah, and TJ just fucking dominated everyone. So it's not like mm-hmm. it would mattered, but still. Yep. Fucking I, I props props to TJ for coming back from being such a crap team last year to winning it all this year. Um, now, all right, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to trudge on without Rishi here. We have to find a topic that oh let's talk about Trubisky anyways, because Rishi was very down on this idea of talking about Trubisky. Do you think there's a market for him or no? Yes. Uh absolutely. Cause I mean, did you hear how the Giants G uh, not Giants, the uh, Bills GM uh-huh. like talked about him? Wait, what did he say? I didn't. I he actually didn't. Like, he was like, "Man, Mitch." Like, it's kind of ridiculous, but he was like, "I'll paraphrase." He's like, "Mitch came, and he understood that he wouldn't be giving the star- he wouldn't be given the starting job, uh-huh. but he came. He played hard. He had a smile on his face. He's the kind of guy you want your daughter to marry." Well, I, okay, I'm sorry that there's never a time where I want to have a player that I think's gonna be good be the guy that your the GM wants their daughter to marry. What does that mean? What does that even effing mean? Like. I want the quarterback who's good, not the guy who like, oh, you know, I hope my, my daughter marries the guy. Ooh, okay, what is, that doesn't tell me you're good at being a quarterback. Like, what do you? Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, I think he, I think he deserves a second chance to see, like, if it was just a Chicago environment versus his skill level. Yeah. Um, and what could be in his favor is that his offensive coordinator and the assistant GM are now in New York, and I don't think they're married to Daniel Jones. So. Oh yeah, Daniel Jones seems like he's about to get Trubisky'd right now. Yeah. Like he'll be in the last year of his contract, and they're looking to move on from him, and they'll bring him in. I mean, Trubisky, I think. Okay, so I don't think he's a good quarterback, to be quite honest. I think there's other quarterbacks that are better. I think he's a great backup, like you know, in case of emergency, break glass. Like I'd rather have him than Geno Smith. This yes, is also going back agree. to my Metcalf, uh, Russell Wilson <laughs> <laughs> fantasy implications. But I don't think Trubisky, I think he always had that issue of always checking it down, never taking the deep ball shot. And yeah. I don't know if that's simply the offense dictated that or if he was just so hardwired to do that. And he would even miss some of the checkdowns. Correct. But strangely enough, like given this season's uh, performance with RQBs, like he was able to hit Allen Robinson, which... Everybody True. else seemed trouble. I think Allen Robinson totally checked out this year, though. I guess, yeah, maybe. But like, I don't. You know would think he, he just, wants to put up stats? Yeah, and it's just like I don't know what the hell is Allen Robinson like. He just he never got open. Like, how many yards at the end of the season? Like five, six hundred. Yeah, I have no idea. And like, he I, didn't miss many games. Yeah, and I don't know how any team could justify paying him a ton of money to become their number one wide receiver. Like, he'd have to be a slot or number two. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I don't know what the market for receivers is, and usually, with like the the like resurgence, not the resurgence, but like the emergence of like rookie receivers doing really, really well, and yeah, you know, people will probably just try to replenish through the draft. Um, oh yeah, so that's, I mean, another, that's another thing that like Trubisky has going for him is that from like the draft podcast and stuff I'm reading, um. They say that this quarterback's class is kind of weak, and so this draft supposed to be like complete horseshit. I think that's what they said that that's what helped kind of uh, Wentz's value have something because they're like, 
Correct. Yeah. There's no one that's going to come out of this draft that's worth anything. And I mean, I'm sure that there's going to be an agent that gets some value for some quarterback that's going to be just horseshit, but there's nothing of note. Sorry about that, folks. We had some technical difficulties no, due to this. You did not. Us. Yeah. You did. I'm sorry. I had some technical difficulties due to this driving downpour of blizzard of snow. Um, yeah. Nardo's face as he. I was like, where the <laughs> fuck are you looking? I'm looking at my window. Like, <laughs> this light uh, amount of snow, this dusting is probably the best term. But yeah. You know, we, um, had, we literally, while you were gone, Ashok and I talked for 20 minutes on like the greatest topics ever. I'm sorry the rest of the world won't hear it. We solved the mysteries of life. We uh, explained the Kennedy assassination. We came true. to a conclusion if Michael Jordan uh, was suspended or not. There, there was a lot that we did, and unfortunately, the rest of the world will not know the answers because Rishi fucked up, like you. That's okay. Sometimes the world doesn't need to know. You yeah, know. and they never will. And we actually gave out the winning lottery tickets for t- t- numbers for tonight that we also lost. You know, know, it's kind of <laughs> cruel if you guys know these answers that you refuse to give them up. Still, no, we Just didn't. Saying. We we gave them up, and your internet. You could you could still over. you could still give them up now if you would like. It's nah, daylight. daylight savings time happened, and we skipped an hour. And <laughs> sorry, but uh, let's go back to the topic we were at. You were talking about something stupid that literally right when you cut out a show, and I were like, "What is he fucking talking about?" I saw your faces, and I was just like, "Oh shit!" I saw your faces, and I was just like. Oh, geez, this, this sounds, they're both looking like they're about to be like, what the F? Um, so, yeah, my question, uh, my, we were talking about what, like, uh, Matthew Stafford in the trade, the two draft picks, and how the fact that they won the Super Bowl, so it's all good and kosher and everything. Um, my thing was, like, you know, if you win a Super Bowl once every eight years, I feel like you're good as a, as a team. You've done yeah, where your, did you get that one out of eight? Numbers. It's very arbitrary. All right, it's very arbitrary. But just a number. It's just a number. That's what my question is: is how many? What's the, what number do you think is reasonable? Like, if how many? How often does a team have to win a Super Bowl for you to be satisfied as a as a fan of a team? One out of thirty. Like that's an average team. Yeah. So once every thirty years. I mean, there's oh, there's thirty two. So once every thirty two, that would be an average. I mean, but that takes into account. If you actually have a quarterback, you should win more because yeah, that's you know the good quarterbacks win more championships. True. Yeah, it's not that's it's true. not gonna be a situation where you can kind of just be like, oh, this is a good number. Like you should be able to assume everything's equal, as Ashok just said. Every year, one new team wins. That's the expectancy you should have. But if you are in a hot streak, you should win more. Like if you have the Tom Brady's world, yeah, you should win more than just. One every eight to thirty-two years. Okay, okay. I just, I mean, from a fan standpoint, I'm just like, as long as they could win once every eight years, I feel like I'd be satisfied. But but you know I, what? I, I you say that you say that now, but that's not as the a case. Packers the, fan. As a Packers fan, if we had won like three years ago, I'd been like, ah, right, that's perfect. No years, years five, six, seven. You'd be like fucking Packers, fucking Rodgers. Like you're screwed if they were. Think about the Cubs. The Cubs won in 2016. It's been less <laughs> than your eight year thing. And I'm like effing Cubs, effing Ricketts. Like you guys. Oh, I don't expect them to. Win. I mean, I guess that's that's a different. Uh, yeah. Well, part of the other issue though with the Cubs is that, like, your the expectation is you still put forth a winning product, and when you're selling off. Javi, Chris Bryant, Rizzo, 
Um, but know, I supported I, that. I, I was fine with them selling off in that position they're in because they had done so much stupid shit going up to it. That's like, all right, well, this this team in this state is not going to win. Like, there's wait, no what chance. What stupid shit did they do? It's just like you you first of all, okay, like the Hayward kind of stuff, like you trade away your whole farm system. So there's no young like the Dodgers. I feel like do it right because they have young talent yeah. coming in to fill up their superstar uh, talent that like. The Cubs don't have. The Cubs basically traded everything away that was in their minor league system for another chance. And it's like when they traded for what's his face? Uh, uh, who's the shitty uh, pitcher from the White Sox? Q. Quintana. Quintana. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, here, we're going to sacrifice uh, Eloy for this. <laughs> and that, that went nowhere fast. Like, <laughs> But I mean, the problem is I'm, I was fine with that. But my problem is, is if you're going to trade for them. Pay those players so that you can keep them since you don't have a farm system. Yeah, but then the problem is that all these stupid owners, and I know that the – okay, this is another side topic, but I know baseball just agreed to a collective bargaining agreement, but it's – they all, like, create this thing of having this, like, basically hard cap, and now you can't play, pay these players, and then you're going to, like, cry poor. Like, Tom Riggs like, you know how many losses we have as a team, like, how financially uh, hard it is. And, like, bro, like <laughs> – the Cubs are a cash cow. When you were winning, you were hand over fist making money. Don't act yeah. like you're poor. Yeah, and that's why I, I, you know, that's why I didn't like what the, when the Cubs tore it down. Um, and but then, like going back to uh, football, and like the eight year is just, I mean, it's just arbitrary. But I mean, like Rishi, you have a good team, so you can like say that you expect every eight years, but yeah. Like when did the Packers last win? 2011. Yeah. 2011. So you feel like, are you, I mean, I guess you're past your eight year mark, but right. Didn't you feel like for a while, like man, this team should win more. Like I, we have our, the best quarterback (laughs) in like the league. How are we not winning more? I I definitely agree with that. 2014, we should have won. And that was an unfortunate circumstance, but it wasn't like, I wanted to win, but it wasn't to the point where I was so frustrated where, like, I was when we lost to Tampa Bay, where I was just like, that, was, that wasn't this past year, but the year before that, right? Where I was just like, what the F? Like, we oh, we were this we should have won. Like, we were this close. And then same thing with this past year where we had a great team, and then you just flounder to the freaking San Francisco 49ers. And it was just like, at some point, gets to the point where you're just like, I don't care that we have this great quarterback. He can't do anything, you know, get rid of him. That that's that's the level of frustration that I get to at some point. And that that was what I was feeling the last two years. It's like this is this is starting to become the same thing over and over again. And I don't know. That I guess that that's why the perspective of me saying eight years is because I've actually kind of lived through it. I've I I was I'm, I fully remember the Super Bowl in twenty eleven because we were in college at that time. I remember we were all watching it. And I it's been so long since we haven't, and we have a great quarterback that I'm like, if we could just win one, like every eight, like I said, every eight years or something like that, I would be happy. Cause it's like, I don't, you no no team should ever expect to win every year. That's ridiculous. One, we're not, unless I mean, Tom Brady's an anomaly. So I, well, I don't I think th- if you have a, if you have one of the top quarterbacks, you don't think the Kansas city chiefs at this point feel like they can win every year. Right. But as a fan, you're not like upset if you don't win every year. Right. If you win, if, if, if yeah, as a you fan, are. that's the point of being, no, a fan. you're, you're going to lose your shit because something minuscule happens. That's not the end of the world, but you're like, Oh my God, what the fuck? No, 
They don't care that much. You're too logical. I'm sorry, but you definitely... I mean, you were crying about the fail Mary. That was a regular season game. That's because it shouldn't have happened. That's, okay, that's but I'm just, just saying, like, that's how the like, people are I'm like, the that's the only reason the Seahawks are any good. All right. That makes absolutely no sense. Just around the same page. Just very upset with that. Uh, okay, so let's let's move on to uh, some of the other stuff. We got Rodgers signing. Uh, yeah, you want to break that down because that's related to your shitty team more than anything. Yeah, so basically, I think Rodgers in his MVP speech thanked pretty much everyone, including all the front office people in the organization. So I think at that point, you kind of knew he was coming back. Um, and I mean, this makes sense. There's not where's he gonna? Denver was probably the place because they were ready to trade. It seems like, but honestly, like. I don't think he, if you compare Denver versus Green Bay, it's like, I don't think he would have had a better shot in Denver to win versus no. Green Bay. I mean, that division, can you imagine that yeah, division exactly. no, if he was there? <laughs> that would have been crazy. Oh, my God. Um, but I, I I don't know. I Like I said, I am ready at this point to be like, if Aaron Rodgers leaves, that's fine with me because he hasn't won a Super Bowl in 11 years. So... Okay. Well, I'm waiting for him to win a Super Bowl, or at least not even as I was telling my coworkers, not even win a Super Bowl. Just get to one. Just get to one. That's all I care. Just get to one, so okay. I can root for them. I have like, I'm like at the point where I have so many questions for Rishi and Ashok. I'm not trying to cut you out. You can always answer these questions too, but I just have three quick questions. Since you are a Packers fan, one: If the Packers go to the Super Bowl, are you going to go? Yes. Would you pay like insane amounts of money to sit like really Define good seats? Just want to be in the house. Define insane. $5,000. 5000 yes. No, ten, ten. Oh. Five figures, five figures. Oh, yeah. five figures. It, it would, so like, it would depend on where the seat is with the 10,000. Uh, uh, 30 but, yard line, 200 level. That's, that's, yeah, uh, I, I feel like that would be like, Thirty? You said thirty yard line? Yeah, I'm just making. No, I want. I w- no, I don't want that. As I want first row. So that's not going to be ten thousand dollars. I don't think just around the same page. Yeah, that's the that's part of the problem. Is like I would want first row. Like even if it's just like first row of. Wait, first no. row of a football game sounds awful. Just so you know, it's it's not. I've been there multiple times. It's f- 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 it's effing amazing. A show. What's your t- what's your thought? First row. Effing amazing. Yeah, no. Wait, I, I don't see the issue. I would rather be the first row, like because you don't um, get the full view of the whole field. Like I feel like fifty yard line should be. Even if you are fifty yard line, even if you were at the back of the like, even if you were in the end zone, you could see in everything. The, end zone, the other half, you can't see shit. It, it's it's not too bad. Actually, you're, you're actually pretty close that you can yeah. see. Like I, uh, I've never. I've never I mean, the one close. I will say the one thing that you can't tell if you're on the end zones is your depth perception as it gets further away gets a little worse in terms of you can't tell whether it's like a five or a ten yard pass, but you could tell the difference between, for example, like you know a five and a thirty yard pass. Still, I guess. I mean, for me, okay. So every sport, I feel like there's an optimal position to sit in. Football, fifty yard line, two hundred level is like the optimal for me. You get the bird's eye view of everything. We sat. Probably 30-yard line against Bears versus uh, Chiefs when Mahomes came recently. And the stupid 
double decker uh camera crew would always come across mm-hmm. and sometimes they'd park right in front of you and you can't see the play because they're like right in front of you, like this fucking this this asshole why can't he just move over or why can't he be on the other side of the field i don't know yeah i feel like being the closest is not the best for football that's me though i don't know how other well, people feel yeah i mean for me i've been on the end zones most of the time so like i don't have to worry about the camera crew because they don't come on the end zones and at or even not just like the, the end zone but near the side where the end zone is so like i'm not in i'm not between the 20s for example i'm outside the 20s but in the first row which mm-hmm. which i feel like yeah to that point it do, you don't have the camera angle or the camera crew in the way they're not going to come in the way um you know so i all right, so what's your what's your prime time? What's your best seat in the house for a football game? I mean, I've only been to like one NFL and then only other couple NFL games. But I mean, we were in the end zone, maybe two hundred level. Three hundred. Three oh three hundred. Three hundred level halfway up. Yeah, I could see you could see everything. I could see our idiot defense not realizing the ball has been fumbled mm-hmm. and Jordy Nelson picking it up and running. I could see oh, God, Conti biting on nothing when he's supposed to be playing deep and giving up a long touchdown. And I can see Alshon not trying in the end zone, going up for a pass that Jay Cutler lazily throws up. So don't, don't don't besmirk Jay Cutler. Okay. Let's not, (laughs) let's not get crazy here. Granted, I don't care for the guy and his uh, political views on a lot of things, but I don't think he has views. I think he just like lives his life and doesn't want to be bothered. And, just goes along with Kristen Cavallari or used to, I guess. He's, uh, I think he was saying how he wants to kind of give into broadcasting again. Because remember how he was supposed to, and then he went to Miami for one year? Yeah, which guess, seems like a horrible, I mean, I don't know how he, I think he'd be a horrible broadcaster. Oh, but, no, he's hilarious. I promise you. I've heard a lot of he? interviews. Uh, yeah, that is true. He is, he from a commentator standpoint, he would be great. Yeah, but uh, he'd be great if you can hear him say whatever he wants out of his head because he'll be like, stupid ass play or like what a dumbass <laughs> like you like stuff like he'd be so dry about it which would be hilarious i don't know yeah. in terms of broadcasting um i don't know have you guys ever heard a keep to call a game yes yes it's great <laughs> like he, I he's want, actually entertaining as hell he's so he gets so excited he's like tony romo like excitement you know he can't he'll he won't be able to like uh, predict plays but he, he he has the same level of excitement like when things are going good and um, I feel like Tony Romo's not that good. I'm sorry. I watch him and I'm like, he's good. I mean, I don't, I don't understand paying 18 million a year for an announcer. No, I, I think agree. I would it's pay him. Do you think I'd pay 4 million for a keeps leave all day or whatever he's making? What is, oh, what yeah. is, what does Rachman think of Tony Romo? I, I'm just curious. Cause I think more women are like interested in hearing Tony Romo and watching a I, game because of no, him. she's like a hardcore fan where she doesn't give a fuck about him. She's like, she, I don't, oh. like, what, she's like, shut your mouth. Like she thinks he's a huge uh, Cowboys homo. Okay. Or Homer. And I'm like, oh, I fucking can't stand him. I, like, I, I feel like he's I not as bad with the Cowboys. Like, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like Aikman was worse than Romo is. Yeah. I just, I, I need to find one person, just one who's like, wasn't gonna watch this game, but let me just hear Tony Romo. All right, well, that's, what's your okay? I'm, that's, it's a similar vein. What's your thing thought of the Manning cast? Do you guys watch that a lot or not really? I saw a couple. It's fine. We, it is so awful. We we talked about this last podcast. No, I, I want to hear a Shokes take on this. Like I know, I I, the, do, I don't care. Like I do not care about announcers at all. Um, you know, I appreciate the. Do good you listen one. to the game on mute? 
Yeah, or like low volume, or like if it's like I, I, I if anything, I'll like tune in um, when it's like when I it's like a game winning drive situation, so I can hear the crowd noise, and I want to hear the announcers getting excited. I was gonna say, I was like, um, it's usually not the play by the play by play guy is usually the one that I like more. Yeah. And so, but like, you don't need to, like, I don't need a great play-by-play. I don't need Al Michaels. I don't need Jim Nance. Yeah. Well, Marv Albert does basketball, which is different because that definitely gives the excitement. I think sometimes he does football. I'm sorry, but you guys are wrong. The greatest one ever is uh, Doc Emmerich when it comes to play-by-play for hockey. Oh, I was like, yeah. Well, as someone who didn't have Blackhawks on TV growing up, I never jumped on the bandwagon. Oh my god, Doc uh, Emmerich. So you know, like the last like the last like minute of a hockey game is like nonstop action. It's just yeah. puck waver, and he's just like basically just screaming the whole time. He's like <laughs> he's up the way, and he's like nonstop. And this guy's like 60s, 70, and yeah. he has so much energy for it. And I'm like, this guy's the best. Like he can do anything. Yeah. No, my ideal announcers are Pat Hughes and Ron Santo of the Cubs on radio. Like, they should do that when yeah. they take like. They take announcers that do like very energetic sports and make them do boring stuff. Like, if you took like uh, you know Doc Emmerich like and put him on golf, or if you took right, Tony Romo do golf, see what happens. Oh, yeah, right? God, I'm, yeah, I'm me. sure CBS would love that. Actually, if Tony Romo did golf, Jim Jim Nance does it already. Exactly. <laughs> Jim Nance is really good at golf. Just have the crew do golf. No. Oh my god, I I can't yeah. wait for the Masters. Just on the same page. It's fine. Golf on TV. Fun. You don't Rish watch it all, do you? The, no. no. You sound so much like Rach. Rach is like, why the fuck are you watching golf? Yeah. It's like, fine. Like I just The Masters Grass is so green a show. You must watch it. I know. <laughs> I sure. <laughs> Look, there's only I only have a certain amount of sports bandwidth to, like to like care about. And it's like and I'm like I find myself losing more and more. Like honestly, NBA. I've watched so few NBA games and like the Bucks are good. The Bulls are great. And like, it's Do just, you, go ahead. I was going to say, so just going to shift over to another topic. Um, do you watch NBA games and stuff like that? Or do you watch the sports games? Do you find yourself watching them because you're betting on them? Well, that's the thing. Yeah. So if I did bet on them, yes, I will watch them for sure. But since I'm in Wisconsin, um, I was telling Nardo earlier that puts a limit on what I do, right. which is probably yeah. for the best. You and think so uh, I really don't bet too much up here? Heck, well, I don't bet at all up here. Okay. Say. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, see why I cover yourself here. No, I don't. Uh, I can say that honestly. You think Calvin Ridley was watching the games when he bet on? Uh, yeah, that's for sure. So. Okay, so I actually have a lot of thoughts about this, but so I will let you guys go first, and then I will. Well, okay. There's a few. I feel like there's a few points to dissect. First of all, the suspension. Do you think it's too long? To do you think he should have been suspended? Uh, First thought: Yes, he should be suspended because apparently there has been precedent to this. Um, um, a couple big players actually in the '60s, Paul Hornig, who was a uh, Notre Dame running back, Heisman winner, and he was a pretty big deal in the NFL. He got caught gambling, and it was kind of in a similar situation to Calvin Ridley where he wasn't involved in the games. It was actually in the playoffs, and his team wasn't in the playoffs. And he just like made bets with like some friends, got caught. And, yeah. uh, and also a guy named Alex Karras, which I was like, I recognize the name, and I couldn't figure it out. Turns out he was an actor in the 80s. 
um, on like some sitcom. So, um, and both of them were suspended for the full year. And what's interesting is that it also noted it was like gambling on NFL um, competition, but the, the the exact phrase was like associating with unsavory characters. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, so I think, you know, the NFL was definitely worried about like mob ties and things like that because there were some issues in the 40s and 50s as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is precedent. They They were given a full year. What's nice is, is like, I didn't know that. I knew the name Paul Hornig and I've heard of Alex Karras, but it didn't really affect their reputation too much. They went on to have still good careers and they were reinstated. And at that time, they were worried that they were going to be banned for life. It wasn't like the Calvin Ridley situation. Right, because in baseball, right, Pete Rose got banned, right? But it, it, Pete Rose yeah. is a little different, but still, yeah, I, I agree. It, it makes uh, For me, Nardo, I, I, I mean, the same boat as a choke. I'm okay with him being suspended, to be honest with you, because, you know, <clears throat> As a football, like if he if he was gambling on like baseball or basketball, I wouldn't care. But it's like the sport you play. He's probably got yeah. he's probably got friends in the league. He's got inside knowledge. He yeah. I don't know which games he bet on specifically, but like there's stuff there where like he could be like, "Yo, I need you to like do this." I bet it. like not that, I, and probably he probably didn't. I'm gonna guess he probably just threw down some bet. Like whatever he was going through, he probably just threw down some bets. But at the same time, you can't you just can't do it. Yeah, I, so. I have so many. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Nardo. No, no, no. no, no. I know. I'm going to go for a little while. Go ahead. I was like, <laughs> I feel like, first of all, he had to get suspended. That you, you can't gamble on the sport you play. That's fucking, that's ridiculous. Like, there's so many other sports you can gamble on. And first of all, I don't know how they caught him. I don't know if Ashok, you probably learned it enough to have read it. He, um, I forget. He was using the Caesar sport sports book mm-hmm. app in Florida. But I think it's registered under his name, and so I, I think casinos keep like tabs on these things, and oh. that's how it was flagged. Yeah, because okay. as a player, you can't. You, they're gonna. I think they have the ability to to check on your accounts if you're an active player. Wait, what do you mean your accounts? Your bank accounts? I think so. No, there's no way. No, it's such no, a it was a, It's like a. It's like you have a DraftKings or a Fanduel. He had a Caesar Sportsbook and. But I guess it was in his name. Yeah, I, I think I think it's one of things like they probably have like a thing like, hey, if a player of this name, if anyone who joins is this name, then that instantly triggers some sort of notification that, hey, we're going to investigate to find out who this person is, and then it like translates to, oh wait, this person's using a Atlanta credit card or something. All right, well now it's even more that we have to investigate because I think they said they interviewed him and then he admitted to mm-hmm. all this. Like it's okay. not like they, you know, clear cut on right away. Damn. But interesting. Also, I don't think I mean I'm guessing he had the account and he was he had to have placed the bets in Georgia or something. Florida Why? does not allow gambling outside of the Seminole tribe right now. So interesting. Yeah, that's what it's, uh it's FanDuel and okay. DraftKings they're trying to like they're trying to get in, but apparently whatever they try to do recently uh, did not pass like whatever vote, so it's going to be pushed back another two years. So, like you're talking, I think I think they said like 2025 might be the earliest where those guys have a chance to get in. But right now, the Seminole Tribe they are the only ones that are allowed to have sports betting. Horse racing is different, but sports but like, betting, yeah. I mean, it's just one of the things where like, however he got caught. I mean, it's just you're just so dumb to put yourself in that position. You couldn't find your yep. friend. Uh, 
create <laughs> a account for you or something or tell your friend, hey, put this bet down. Like, why are just, you doing it yourself? Part, sure part of it was, it. yeah, part of it was like, supposedly he was going through what mental health issues at the time. So who knows what he was. No, thinking. I, okay. So I, I, I don't want people to like start using just generic mental health as like an excuse, like Ben True. Simmons. Mental health. Yeah. You know, like that's my favorite. Ben Simmons' mental health use yeah. excuses. Ben, I, I am this is this may sound crass, but I definitely think because at first he wasn't he didn't have that that as the reason why, and then he started getting fined, and then all of a sudden you heard mental health and it's like, Oh, we can't find him anymore. I was like, Yeah. I'm totally like some told him that him. and he's now milking it to the point where like, you know, he was talking about how he's gonna play against the seventy sixers. Uh, nope. And whatnot, and Definitely it's just like not. now you you yeah. It was just like all right, let's yeah. let's. Uh, it, it's just a detriment to like when people actually need. So I I do believe that he actually was going through like a men- mental health issue, and that's why he stepped away. Uh, I mean, I think he just got bored and like wanted to feel part of the game. I, that's yeah. that was my that'd be my guess. You know, he's like, all right, you know, like and I, and I think from what it said, he did actually bet on his he bet on the Falcons. To win um, in, in all his parlays. Yeah. And so I'm just like, I'm honestly still trying to process this be- and like how I feel about it because I agree with you guys. I like, I mean, you know, I've never played or even come close to any sort of high competition in athletics, but what, from what people say is like, they tell you, you cannot bet, do not associate with people who are betting on the games, you know, it, it can look bad on you and you know, the league will come down hard on you for it. Um, yeah. And like I said, it was like during the winter. So there's other, plenty of other sports to gamble on, you know, if you really wanted to. Um, and, but the problem is, is that like, so the year long suspensions for those other guys in the sixties, that's when the all sports leagues pretty much had a hard line stance against gambling. Yeah. Now all the sports leagues are making money hand over fist with the like fan duel draftings and all these things. So I do think it is a little bit hypocritical. No, you can't. I but, knew you were going there. I was like, Oh God, tell me he's not going to the hypocritical. I, but they, I think they don't want. So the fact that they have these huge deals with these books, like these sports books is why they want to have no player associate like this. Cause they don't want to be like, Oh, well, DraftKings probably called the NFL and was like, well, wait, we have a lot of money on this, so we need you guys to, you know, fix the game for us. That's why they want to make sure that they're always There's transparency. They yeah. cannot open themselves up to any possible, oh, someone has money on this. Kind also, of yeah, as, as you say, the NFL making money hand over fist off of these deals, that's why you have the collective bargaining agreement that says, hey, we will make, as players, this percentage. That's why you have a salary cap and it's going skyrocketing up over the next five years. The players are going to make that money. So it's not like it's not like you know the NCAA where they weren't making anything. Players are making the money, and they have a collective bargaining agreement. So, I, I mean, you guys are probably right, and like I understand it. I just I don't know. I feel weirdly conflicted, and also, I mean, not gonna lie, Calvin Ridley seems like a good good guy. Like, right? There's yeah. never been any complaints about him. Model citizen, like, you know. So I do feel bad in that regard. Um, and then this, well, so. And maybe I'm thinking about this wrong, but what's the difference between putting up, like placing a prop bet? Let's say like Austin Eckler over a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. 
okay, in a season, and a performance incentive in a contract? Well, I guess that's interesting, but on the fact that you can take the, I don't know. That's interesting. The, 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 the player, wait, what do you mean? Like, I guess like you're saying the you, player, like, like players have incentives in their contract. So, right. like, like, like Antonio Brown, for instance, right? He was supposed, like, if he got a thousand yards, right, he would have gotten, right? That was that was that was part of the story is that he was so close to these incentives. So, like, let's say, let's say this, this for example, I don't know exactly what it was, but let's say he was supposed to be at a thousand yards and he would get a million dollars that season, right? What's the difference? So. The, there's the, that. Difference, the difference is who he's getting paid by. In this case, if, if for me, if Austin Eckler gets that, he gets paid by the employer that he's already working for, and you know, there's no fishy business, as Nardo said. Whereas, what who, if it's transparent? What if you say, "Hey, I'm putting a bet down." I on mean, myself. I feel like, I feel like it is one of those situations where there is not really a distinguishing factor of the two. Like you know, betting on yourself is betting on yourself. But yeah. at the same time, signing the contract is kind of more it's not you betting on yourself, it's the team betting on you, maybe. Like they're the kinds of one. And that's but it's I, yeah. I understand where you're coming from. Like there's no real difference, but it's kind of you open the door and you open the floodgates now. Like we allow yeah. this one bet, so now what's gonna say, well, now here's another gray area for this next bet. And now it's like, all right, well, now everything's fair game. Yeah, I understand it's a slippery slope. Another thing I wanted to bring up. So I think sometime in the season when oh it was Eckler again, actually. My guy. Yeah. So when he was injured, he tweet I think he tweeted to put on his Instagram, hey guys, start Justin Jackson. Right? When there was some um indecision where it was Justin Jackson, Larry Roundtree, or whichever backup would get the um like the, the carries, bulk of the, yeah. yeah, bulk yeah. of the carries and the the workload. Is that bad? But that's not insider. That's telling everyone. Yeah, did everyone you, has okay, the so same. Everyone's on the same playing field. The casinos, sportsbooks. It was Draymond Green. It was the game that Clay Thompson was coming back. Draymond Green was injured, so Draymond yeah. Green was like, "Listen, I want to consider be considered as playing in the game that Clay Thompson comes back." So they're like, "Fine." We'll put you in as a starter. First play, the tip off, and then they just foul, okay. and they take him out of the game. But people who got that news early, everyone pounded all the unders on Draymond Green's stat, under rebounds, under assists, under everything, and yeah. they cashed out because they like that information came out. So I feel like stuff like that, it's just, hey, you got the one up by getting the information early because these books, they get the information early, and then they adjust their lines. So it's like the one time where the player might be able to, you know, get yeah. some of it back yeah it's just like there's like all these like weird gray areas too like so i listened to like a sports betting podcast with warren sharp i think that's his name it, yeah that is his name but he says he works with nfl teams and like he gives them information and he talks to them so right like so he hasn't and he's legally betting and making plenty of money mm-hmm. and i mean i'm sure that there's some division where it's okay but but that's the thing. Like, remember Adam Schefter? The rumoring is going to go to Caesars. Remember? Yeah, he's supposed to get a huge contract from Caesars to work for but that's them. Just, that's just for so that he can provide them information, right? Yeah, and they're looking for any information, all the inside information they can get early to set the lines to make the most money. No, no. So that's a sports book. This guy, 
works as a like part of a gambling consortium, and that's how he makes money. He bets on games, but he's working directly with teams. Oh well, I mean, I don't know. That's something right? that the like, NFL would there's all these like weird little things, and like, like I mean, ultimately at the end of the day, I I agree that he should be suspended. I mean, just a year seems. You're just playing double advocate. Yeah, and like, and truthfully, I, I, mean, I, I the, do feel weird. If the punishment weird. isn't severe, then what's going to stop the next guy? I agree. Yeah, I don't know. There's so there's this. I can't remember who I heard this from. I literally was listening to the radio. I heard this. It was basically they want to make the punishment so bad that people don't consider. And their biggest worry for a lot of sports is, well, if the punishment is only X and I make Y by, you know, gambling, then why would I not do it? Like college players who would be like, oh, well, you know, I have no chance to go pro. So I'll just throw the game and make this money because I'm not making any money outside of college. So who cares what happens to me if I get suspended or whatever? And right. it's like stuff like that. Like if players earn X amount of money, then what, why would they not do the math and be like, well, it makes more money for me to just get suspended four games than it is on how much I can make on the back end kind of stuff. Yeah, I guess. Yep. I don't know. All it's right. just, it's just oh. a weird feeling about it. And I don't know. Yeah. We all know that yep. Rishi doesn't have insider information though. No, <laughs> I do not. I do not. Uh, not at all. Yeah. Um, exactly. so, uh, Going to switch over to the last football topic. I think we had. Uh, yeah, be wrong. Last football topic, yeah. Uh, which is Carson Wentz being desperately traded to the Washington Commanders, uh, for two third round draft picks, I think it was, or something like that. Yes. Uh, and so, I think the Washington Commanders are taking on the bulk of the cap. Yeah, I would imagine. Or so. all of his cap, it like they're not. You know, uh, there's no offset on it. So Wait, real quick. Apparently, uh, hold on. Before you say real quick, which you should not say ever. It is about Washington Commander's name. I was talking to Rachel. Rachel's like, what kind of stupid-ass name do they decide on? She's like, what are they? Like a, like a, uh, what's it called? Like a soccer team playing for AYSO or something? I was like, that's so good. That's a good line. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. I actually, I, I prefer the Washington football team. Yeah, so did I. I was like, this yes. is not so good. I got used to it. It was yep. actually very, it was unique. In that respect, and I was like, "Yeah, just keep it." I the agree with that. Sounds so stupid. Yeah. All right, that was my little side note. So just apparently, that. you guys, Nardo brought it up because he wanted to talk about this trade. I didn't understand why, so I'm gonna let you guys talk about this because I have absolutely zero interest in this trade. Okay, it the means only reason nothing. I was gonna bring it up. Well, first of all, it just has you know some implications because it's a fantasy football trade. But did you guys see what Washington offered Seattle? Wait, 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 wait. It's a fantasy football trade? Who's I mean, drafting Carson Wentz? Well, uh, it affects the Indianapolis Colts and the, like, Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson. Yeah, one of the best who, wide who running backs. Who on the backs Colts does it affect? Jonathan uh, Taylor is still Taylor. the running back you're going to start. Yeah, but I mean, if they Michael start Pittman a rookie, really then now you can stack the box even more, so it could hurt Jonathan Taylor's value. This is why you never win fantasy right. football just around the same page, because you don't I'm think big. Put the mic back down. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. But you guys, wait, okay, fine, Ashok, I'm going to talk to you because luckily the stupid left. I wish hope, I, <laughs> I would hope his Wi-Fi dies. But did you see what uh, Washington offered Seattle? And Seattle's like, we don't want to trade him inside the conference. No, what was it? Three first-round picks for but Russell anything Wilson. Anything else? Or? 
only thing I saw was that Washington was willing to give up three first round picks to get Russell Wilson. And Seattle's like, oh, we don't want to deal him in the conference. I'm like, are you guys stupid? Why yeah, would you not get rid of him in the conference? Yeah, that doesn't that? make any sense. No. And they, that's why. They, okay, I got to No, Rishi, you're not supposed to talk. Just turn your mic I'm off. Sorry. And sit yeah. I'm sorry. But, I mean, they did get, they, they got what, two first round picks, uh, two Denver. second round picks. Yep. And Noah Fant. Noah Fant. So I was like, that's. Andrew Luck. Yeah, I was like, well, yeah. But I was like, the two second round picks plus Noah Fant. And I think, did they get a third round pick too? I feel like that's probably the equivalent of one of the first round picks. Yeah, but I'm sure. I mean, this is just like the what they said. There's probably more to the trade than just three first round picks. But yeah. I mean, Washington you. trades picks. Didn't Washington trade like four first round picks or something for uh, the right to get RG3? Yeah. I mean, that was probably a good trade. He just got injured. No, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, who knows? At the end of the day, it wasn't. But yeah. I mean, those Wait, what four first round picks. Prob- it was a bad trade. It, that's the whole point. Like, because he. He got injured. He's yeah, but a, who? Wait, okay. I'm sorry. Who did they even trade to? I can't even remember who they traded. <sighs> no idea. Yeah, and that's how you can tell it wasn't that good of a trade. That none of us remember <laughs> when a team gets four first round picks and no one will remember. I think it was only was. three. I think it was only three first round picks. I thought it was four. Okay. I think it was three. Was it Kansas City? No. What anybody? I feel like it was a team that. At some point, took all the players they drafted and had them come out in the like as oh, it was the Rams. It was the Rams. Was the Rams. Oh, it was the Rams. Okay. Yeah. Oh, because they had drafted uh, Bradford. Uh, let's see. That's probably right after they drafted Bradford. So, like, why the fuck? So, do you need this so the Rams ended up getting out of all of that. The Rams got Michael Brockers, Janoris Jenkins, Isaiah Pede. I believe he is referred to as his proper name, Jackrabbit. That is currently, yes, his current name is now Jackrabbit Jenkins. Uh, Isaiah Pede, some random offensive lineman that did no good. Alec Ogletree, some random wide receiver, Zach Stacy, and then Greg Robinson, an offensive lineman. So it was not much. Michael Brockers is decent. Hey, Alec Ogletree is good. Yeah, Alec Ogletree is good, and... Wasn't Robinson a good? Uh, yeah, Robinson was a good offensive lineman. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, uh, are you sure? I thought he uh, was decent. I don't think so. I no? think you're thinking of Cam Robinson, the Jaguars tackle. I don't know. There's many Robinsons, all right? Like Jackie, he was great. And well, Frank. Jackie Robinson, yes, fine, yes, he was good, but I don't know. <laughs> I think were you really about to argue with me about Jackie? Robinson? Who me? No, I was like yes, but I was like, well, I'm like that's such an obvious like thing. Yeah, Jackie Robinson was good. Yeah, yeah, there's this guy Michael Jordan who was pretty good. Yeah, okay, I don't even know why that has to be brought up, but yes, <laughs> he's one of the many other good Jordans like uh, DeAndre. Yeah, and like, oh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Jordan. Yeah, he was so great. He was on uh, U of I, I think, right? Yep. Oh God. That talk about talk about nepotism right there, but um, yeah, it looks like uh, Greg Robinson. He he doesn't have any Pro Bowls, so obviously he must not have been that good. Yeah, he wasn't very good. That's sad. I mean, he, he started Bowl. seventy games in the NFL. That's a lot more than most people, though. That's what. That's well, but he was a first round season. pick, so I mean, yeah. you know, they'll give you a lot of chances as a first round pick. That's true. He played for the Rams, then the Lions, then the Browns, and then he was done after twenty nineteen. Right, fine. Well, the, going back to the point, draft picks, I guess, are suspect most of the time. But I don't know. First round picks are worth a lot, and I was shocked that they were willing to give up three first rounders to get Russell Wilson at this point of his career. 
Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, he's still like what early thirties. It's a yeah, but I mean, usually you want cost-controlled quarterbacks to give you a real good chance to win. Like, I mean, he's compared to like the market setting of the quarterbacks. Like, he's only making what like thirty. Yes, yeah, that's true. I guess he's, now well, no, but I think he stupid. wants a new contract. I think that's part of the point. When is the deal up? Uh, that's a good question. He's 33 years old, by the way. Yeah. Russell, Wilson? Russell Wilson. Russell I mean, not Wilson. to be a jerk, but he's kind of like a. He's kind of like a dick. I feel like at times, <laughs> he tries to act like he's this great guy, but I feel like he's like a big pansy ass. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, I think that's why everybody else, like Richard Sherman. And the Legion of Boom don't like him. Yeah. So if anyone wants to trade yeah. for him, he's on the trading block. Just run so <clears throat> he has two years left on his deal, including this year. And of those two years left, uh, there is zero guaranteed money. Oh, so that is cost control. <laughs> zero. Yeah, that's not bad then. But um, what the fuck? Oh, Carson Wentz. Yeah, I mean, I don't care about Carson Wentz that much. He's yeah. He really doesn't do anything for me. I think he'll be better than whatever the hell Washington uh, football team was putting out their quarterback. But Taylor Heineke, no. Yeah. But the, the problem Wayne is Wayne Haskins, is that... Alex Smith with a poor Alex Smith. Leg. No. So the problem is, is though, like maybe Carson Wentz is like marginally better than on the football field, but then like, and you know, I don't know how adequate these reports are, like. Cause when it's like anybody leaves people like trash the guy, but they're like, Oh, he lost the locker room. He was part of the reason that they collapsed yeah. down the stretch. And, um, well, but it's happened twice now. Like he got unceremoniously booted out of Philly and now Indy after his former offensive coordinator probably vouched for him. Right. Right. Trying to bring him and they ditch him after one year. I think that, I think that says that a lot. Volumes. And they, and they yeah. mind you, they, st- <laughs> they ditched them and they don't have like right now they, they don't have a quarterback. So they must have some sort of plan, but they, they don't have one right now for sure. The, so the article, the article I heard referenced in um, terms of that, like bad, like kind of bad locker room presence. They're like, the Colts are used to having a, like a strong, like locker room, like um, leader as their quarterback, namely, Philip Rivers, Andrew Luck, and Jacoby Brissett. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> hey, like, Jacoby Brissett did everybody, for what Everybody he was in the last like few years. Yeah. My Lord, that's not that's Peyton awesome. Manning. <laughs> not Peyton Manning. Or yeah. Dan Orlovsky. Was he? No, never mind. Orlovsky, Orlovsky was are you kidding? He was, no, he, he was that's, Lions, um, I thought. Lions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Peyton's right. backup. But yeah. yeah, I was just like, ah, oh, geez. And I mean, this is just a confirmation bias for me. But um, I was out on Carson Wentz when, after he was drafted and he was in his training camp, he got locked inside a uh, gas station bathroom Wait, and what? started and started tweeting about it. Oh, that's awesome! And I was like, "This is not who I want leading my team." No, I well, do not want it. You know, but he's a yeah. uh, was it? Uh, he's someone you want to marry your daughter, right? I know. I don't think so. No one else think... will know because we lost all that part of the podcast when Rishi cut out. But oh, yeah. <laughs> that's some of the stuff we talked about too. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So you do remember. You do remember. I was like, we talked about a lot of stuff. Well, I mean, that's something, you know, I just had a flashback moment. The rest I don't, <laughs> but. We were talking about so. Trubisky and how the new GM of the Giants was like, Trubisky's someone, he's a good guy. He's someone that you'd want your daughter to marry. I'm like, what does that accomplish for on a quarterback? It means nothing, absolutely nothing for a quarterback. 
yeah, just just he's just a good guy, good guy, Mitch. Also, uh, as a side note for those of you listening, uh, would you? So, so when the Wi-Fi cut out, when it came back on, uh, I could hear and see these guys talking to each other, but they could not. They did not realize I was still frozen on their screens. Would you have kept listening to them instead of telling them, "Yo, by the way, I can hear you," just to see what they would say? Or would you would you have told them, "Be like, yo, I, I can hear." You. What would you have done? We would have just talked you, shit long? about you for like ten minutes. I know, yeah, and that's why I was like, "Would you? Would you have just like waited to hear what shit yeah. you guys would have said?" Nah, it would have no been matter how, how stupid is Rishi that he can't figure out how to log back in <laughs> for like ten minutes straight. Just be like, how bad are his gambling debts that he can't afford the Wi-Fi? Yeah, anymore? right. Someone came there to bust <laughs> his Wi-Fi and his face open because he has to owe them so much money. Is that, is that the repo man? Uh, oh my no, God. no. There's no gambling debts. And we'll never get to that point. I mean, there are debts. Luckily, you're just able to pay them. <laughs> you're a Lannister. You always All pay right. your debts. That's, 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 I like it. Yeah. Uh, okay, of, so... Uh, yeah, next topic is going to be on tipping. Yeah, uh, okay. Speaking, of, speaking of paying people, tipping. I okay. So the reason I bring this up because I went on vacation, and when you go on vacation, you go to a lot of restaurants, you go to a lot of places that perform services for you, and tipping's a big deal in the uh, that type of industry. Just um, admit it; it's a big deal in America. The rest of the world does not America. have tipping. Correct. And so my biggest pet peeve right now was like, right, so we go to a restaurant. Yeah, you're going to tip the waiter or waitress, whatever. That makes sense. All right, I get that part. That's kind of common. Does I mean, it? At least for right now, yeah. I mean, it's like it's common. Like, right, you give a certain – like there's a certain percentage, like 15%, whatever, 20%, however much based on how good the service is. And there's kind of a standard there, right, that is at least set, and you know that going in. Is that I standard feel. correct? I don't know, but hold on. Let me keep going, and then okay. I will let you guys chime in. So then there's other industries, right? So, like, we, we go golfing, right? And so, like, we went to freaking Disney golf courses, which were very nice uh, from a hospitality standpoint. So, like, you go there, you drop your bag off. They take it. They put it on a cart. They drive it around. Uh, you get – and then and then when you're done with your round, you bring it back. They put your uh, clean your clothes, put your head covers back on for you. And then I'm just like, oh, shit, you got to give this guy a tip. And it's like, how much money – I'm like – Dude, like, I could have done all that shit. Like, I didn't need him to do all that shit. And it was, sure, it's nice, but it's, like, it depends on, obviously, like, I'm sure if you're, like, a 60-year-old guy and you want him to do that, sure. But, like, for us, like, we're just, like, we're younger people. We was, like, we didn't really. But it's, like, all right, you feel obligated at the point. They're already doing it. Might as well give it a tip. I'd probably throw him $5. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and that's, yeah, and so it's, like, man, $5 is a lot for that like I feel, I feel like he barely did. I'd rather give five dollars a person give me food because at least they're giving me food that like they're they're providing a more of a service. And then same with like valet, right? Like how much do you give the guy for the valet? Um, like what's uh, so like what? I guess two things. One, to your point, should it be a standard? Which I don't think it should at all. I think I think that's the service you're providing for me paying for this round of golf or me going to this restaurant buying the food or me going wherever I'm going that you're going to provide valet service. I don't think there should be tipping, but then also like how much to tip. I'm like, it should be based on if we have to tip, it should be based on the level of service that you provide. And I should not feel bad if like, if it's just $1, I'm going to give you a freaking dollar. That's it. Like, I don't know, but uh, I'll let you guys take it away. Let me know your thoughts on tipping. Uh, I mean, you seem very angry right now. You, you I am. You, you need I a am. or something. 
<sighs> all those gambling debts. You yeah, can't like, afford man, these tips. No, you can't afford tipping anymore. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. First of all, let me get started. There's a lot of times when people like seem like they want a tip where I don't understand it. Like when you order to go food, I'm sorry. Yes. I'm not the, I'm going to tip you to give me, okay. food. I mean, the service was, Wait, I buy the What's food. the difference? What's the difference between that and a waiter? No, no, no. no, no, no. It's completely different. If I'm yeah. going to Best Buy, I'm not tipping the guy for giving me my fucking order pickup. So, so why am yeah. I picking, tipping you to give me the order pickup? The cook exactly. did all the work. You just brought the bag to me. Yeah, Isn't that it, the same thing in a restaurant? No, no, yeah. it's not. Server has they're to, asking you, you hey, what do you want? want? They're they're the they're remembering. Man. Okay, you this person got this. This person got this. This person got this. They're bringing you drinks. They're watching your table and making sure you have the right service, right? Whereas, like, we went to a concession stand and they print out the receipt and it's like you you can write a tip down. I'm like, you literally grab the hot dog from your left and grab the Gatorade from the fridge and put it on the counter. All that's all you did after I asked for it. Like you didn't. But you know what? Don't you morally feel like at times you have to tip, even if you hate yourself for it? You're like fucking i'm like i feel bad leaving a dash at the tip line but i'm like sometimes like when i get to go i'm sorry ashok i'm you're a better man than i the doctor's salary probably helps with the whole tipping <laughs> thing because fuck that guys my service you pro- the service you provided to me was giving me the food i ordered online you didn't do anything i'm not you tipping you for that. just like it's the like the ins- the the place for tipping is just it, it shouldn't come at the end so like when Austin actually told us about how DoorDash works and how if you leave a bigger tip when you order, the the driver sees it and they're more likely to pick your food up faster and uh, bring it yeah. to you quicker. Because they make more money for the ride. Correct. And that makes sense to me, right? You are incentivizing that person to do better and come back. At at the end of the at the end of the meal, everything's done. And like, especially like Rishi, like when you went to like when you're having a meal at like a out of vacation, that's a one-off, right? You have yeah. no obligation. Like, right, you're not coming back there probably. Um, and so, like, what obligation besides this, like, societal standard that, like, sometimes we feel compelled to do, like, that's what it is. Um, the other thing with, like, um, the person who did a service that you may not have wanted, right? Like, why should you pay for that? Yeah. You didn't ask for it. And, right. like... Like I think, in like I think sometimes like in India, you see the people with like the uh, w- they wipe your windshields. Yeah, without you it's asking. Like, oh, damn. Right, like that's the same concept. No, They're I just agree. asking to get money, and then like and then there's just like certain people that like I feel like we should tip. Like they're helping us out, um, and like we don't normalize it. I think so. Like when I was in Colorado, uh, we got a flat tire and just due to like rental cars being weird, like there was no spare and they wouldn't replace it. So they just had to come tow the car and give us a new one. And so I tipped that guy. Cause I was like, this guy's helping us out a lot. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Came out, gave us a new car. Like that's a big deal. Um, but I don't know. just like, it's also things like, I'm like, I, I would, I value things that I can't do. I'm like, all right, I don't have a tow truck. This is helpful. Could I go to the cook and put down what I want to order and then walk over there and grab it and take it myself? Yeah, I think I could. So I'm sorry to all the like hospitality staff that is listening, but I don't know. I just like, 
Jiggy's gonna be like, you always... fucking assholes are never getting food again. <laughs> he's the owner. He, he's not wait staff. Yeah, no, it's true. That's true. But that's true. I don't know. I I'll think, order. I'll order carry out. I, I will say, so wait, what I about? I, all right, go ahead. I was just gonna say, what about like if you are going back to a place over and over again? I feel like you're obligated you to, to tip. tip. Yeah, because otherwise yeah. you're gonna do shitty stuff to you. Correct. But that's a that's a proper incentive. You're going back. So you are tipping. Yeah. So then the next time they remember you and the good service continues like that. Yeah. I think. And if you're, yeah, it's like if you, you know, when sometimes you go, well, not Rishi, maybe a show, you go out for a drink and you tip heavy on the first drink. Cause you're like, I, right, well, I want to make sure the guy like takes me the rest of the night. And then like the second or third yes. drink, cause you tipped him so hard is free. Cause the guy's like, I oh, don't worry about it. Cause you, you know, you greased yeah. him a little bit more than he was expecting. So he's like, cool to take care of you. Like, yeah. I feel like that helps, but I think I hate the fact that how big tippings become in society on the fact that I expect these restaurants that are making money to pay their workers or their employees. Like, why is why is the onus on me to pay your employees? Correct. That's what bothers for me. For something, and especially, and yeah, and like for something that's already been done. It's like, right? Yeah. The transaction's over. The food's there. Now you're just relying on my generosity or... Like like societal standard. Oh yeah, and, and norms. Um, yeah. I, w- I would love it if it was like I think Europe they don't tip right. If they if we just introduce that here, you know, we should do two things: one, get rid of daylight savings time, and two, get rid of tipping. I agree. And tipping would never go away because right. people would always feel obligated to tip regardless. So now I'm paying more for food, and then you're still going to leave the tipping line to get more money. I'm glad yeah. you. Yeah, I don't hate like I don't like I don't knock people like the concession stand guy for like. Right, having there's a tip there. No, I ask, totally, right? Yeah. It's on us to say no. Yeah, it's on us as a society to be like, no, we're That's out. True. All right, so keep your, Nardo, keep your mind games and your shell games away from when us. You become, uh, when you become a representative or a senator, you just you bring that to the table. Can you imagine how quickly you would not get reelected if you ever brought that up as a senator? I don't know. I actually think you might get you you might get a lot of support for that. There's a lot of middle yeah. class people who are just like f this. Yes, absolutely. Oh yeah. Wait, I think so o- o- only this- in Nevada where they actually have a strong That's hospitality true. union. Right. That yeah. that'd or, be the only place. I think Florida would be another just because of the like, cruise ship stuff yeah. and and all that. Yeah, that'd be another one. Um. Wait. You you guys know Old Orchard Mall, right? Yeah. So they recently. So Skokie recently passed a new tax for Old Orchard Mall. That if you buy something there, it's an extra one percent sales tax, and food is like another like one point five or two percent tax on top of food. So, the sales tax in Old Orchard Mall is eleven point five, eleven point seven five versus ten point five, and food is like thirteen percent sales tax on it. Why would and anyone go there? That's what I was thinking. I was like, this decentivized. Like people, they're like, oh well, people are. It's just so nominal that people will notice it. All the money generated from that tax goes to the people who own Old Orchard Mall in hopes of revitalizing Old Orchard Mall. I'm like, why the fuck are you giving them money to like put in this? What <laughs> company takes money that you give them and puts it back into things? Like, I don't know right. what you think is going to happen here. It just decentivizes me from, I was like, I, I told Rachel, like, we're not going to Old Orchard Mall. I'm sorry. I don't give a fuck. Where's this? Yeah. That? Old Orchard well, the, Mall problem is, is, the problem is, is that it got publicized, right? That was yeah. the issue. And, it and passed, so if, like, like, vote they pass it in silence, oh. nobody's going to know. People would well, come. I feel like some people will notice, and at some point, somebody will mention it, and it'll get brought up in the news, but maybe not as big a deal. 
but yeah, so I mean, people will notice. Like, it's like, hey, wait, what the heck? This this went from this being this price to this price. Yeah. Although during inflation, maybe not. But that's the thing. Yes, like, that's true. I'm sorry, but I don't know why you would have to even increase that tax at that level. That's just crazy. Over 10% it just seems nuts to me. Granted, it's a thing that's very common right now. Well, isn't it tipping on where get, you live? Yeah. Isn't tipping getting higher and higher? I think like when yeah. I was in elementary yeah. school, I was taught like 10 to 15. And now it's like mm, closer to, to 20. 20. Yeah. Now yeah. all these places that have preset things. Uh, it's like 15, 20, or 25. And it's like, I don't want to be that dick who goes like at 15. So you're always like, I'll take 20 or custom. 20. Custom. Yeah, so, custom. Oh, yeah, custom. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big custom, custom fan. Custom. Yeah. Just, the one thing awkward. I do like is a is lot it? of people are now putting like the percentages and what that tip would be. Oh, yeah. So you don't have to do the math. Yeah. Yeah. But you know yeah. what? When you look at that, I, I've never thought of this as a right now. Do they take that off of everything, including tax and stuff? Because when you tip, do you tip on the tax no, too, no, or no. just on the regular? Regular. That's what, yeah. And I feel like that I, includes the tax that they're going to put. No, that it doesn't. It doesn't. We oh, made no? sure. We, we found that out. Yeah, we made sure. Okay. I'm glad yeah. you did the research. <laughs> well, we, we literally had it happen last week. And I was just like, looking at this. I'm like, wait a minute. Anyone who can't see this, Rishi's giving an incredulous look as he looks at the fake check in his hand. Yeah. Yes, this is true. This um, is true. All right. Well, do we like, help with your tipping thing or not yet? Do you still have more questions? I well, I have a question. So, like, tipping is you have to well, you know, we're quote unquote forced to do it at restaurants because, um, what do you call it? the restaurants pay their waiters and waitresses less? Yeah, they're allowed to by law. Yes, correct. I agree. And you um, expect us to pay their salary. So then, like, what are like? I'm just curious because I don't know this, so I'm also asking just for my knowledge. What are other situations where you should tip? What do you mean? Like Rishi mentioned the golf guy. Oh. I was like, I don't know because I've never yeah. been in that golf situation. Guy, I don't know if I would have known to tip. Right, do, you yeah. tip do, you, do you leave money after you leave a hotel room as a tip? Yes. I don't, but usually yes. I guess my thought is I rarely have them clean while if we're like we're staying for yeah. multiple days. I rarely have them clean during it. I just put the do not disturb. Yeah. Okay. And then it's just at the end. Well, so see, even still, I just, uh, I think just because part of it's like, it's the same as like, they're actually performing a service. They're cleaning well, up after you. But, but what is the service? The, waiters the service is for the yeah. next guy. Yeah. So what right. is okay, the, the service for, for the service for like you though, like right, you could say that then you're the next guy effectively, right? When you get in there initially, right? I I don't know. How much it's, you tip? How much you tip in that situation? Uh, it depends on how many days I stay. So the longer, obviously, the and, it, and how often they clean. To Shook's point, like if I leave the do not disturb time all the time, like I maybe leave, and I stay for like two or three days, I'm leaving like three bucks. Oh, five, okay. I thought three you were or like five bucks or something. No, I've never. No, absolutely not. That's what I was like. Absolutely. I thought you were leaving an insane. I think the most like, I've ever left was. Uh, granted, I've never stayed for longer than. But we didn't leave a tip at freaking Orlando. Damn it! Um, just from I was like, yeah, I if, you, if you were tipping, like I didn't bucks, leave I'd a tip at the last hotel every day. Yeah, I didn't leave the well because actually, you know what? No, they had stupid COVID rules, so they didn't. For some reason, in Florida, of all places, for a hotel to have COVID rules, it was in freaking Florida. <laughs> yeah, and they they did they were like, we won't clean unless you call us and ask, and we're like, what? And like, so Florida. yeah. I expect it, you to like. I expect you to come to my room and yeah. cough. I went to freaking California and they cleaned the hotel without asking. I was like, "What is this?" But um, yeah, no. I mean, 
I've never left more than a $10 tip for a hotel just because like, I don't know. I feel like you're already paying for the hotel to your, I don't know if they have the same laws that they do for waitresses and waiters where they can pay them less. I would hope not, but no, I don't think so. Cause they're not, that's not a service that they're expecting to get tipped on. But like, there's a lot of people who tip like your mail carrier and stuff like that at the end of the year, your garbage man. Oh yeah. Yeah. We get like a Christmas card. Yeah. I I was like, not every day, but you know, you tip them every time. Yeah, right. What's one up, one of Thanks. someone I work with, she used to be a mail carrier. She's like, I used to clean up around Christmas. She's like, every house yeah. you'd get like fifty oh, bucks and stuff. She's like, you'd you'd clean house. You never report as income. <laughs> yeah, why would you? But I, I feel like that's actually one of the things. Like mail, like literally, they're every almost every day except what Sunday, right? They're giving you the mail. Like you want them to do. Now, granted, they're already supposed to do a good job, but like. It's the you same know. kind of concept as going back to a restaurant, right? You're yeah. going to see them every day. Yeah. You you have a limited relationship, but a relationship nonetheless with right. them. In the city, my uh, mail carrier sucks. They so know your name. They not. know where you live. You want to be nice <laughs> yeah, literally. They, that's right. true. It's fucking morbid, but okay, I get you. Um, so, oh, no, yeah. I I was like, There's also, a lot of cases, though, that you tip without realizing it. Such as? I mean, I like, like Rishi's on the golf course. You know, sometimes if you went out, at night, you go to the bathroom and there's like a guy there who just hands you a towel and is expecting I, a tip. Like what? Yeah, I yeah I oh, agree. Like why? Why should that guy get a tip? <laughs> yeah, like bro, like I could have just gone the extra one step to the thing that you're taking the towel out of and used it. Like what do you need? He's like, oh, there's gum and uh, lifesavers if you need it. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> like I'll <Thanks>. survive. <laughs> so I mean, and then this is just me and like. I know there's there's this is probably more controversial, um, but I, I'll say it for me. Like, I know when the COVID pandemic hit, when I was getting takeout, I would tip just because like I already know they're not getting tips, oh, that's, right? Yeah. That's a separate issue. But then also for me in general, especially when it comes to like jobs that I know that are lower paying, and this is partly for, like I make more significantly more money than them than them, and I know that, and I don't need all that money obviously as as you guys know i gamble it's very robin hood of you yeah so but like for so like i will i will at times give them more money like just because like and it doesn't i don't do it all the time i i can't afford to do that all the time I'm not freaking a basketball player or football or anything like that that i make oodles of money but like occasionally i would say probably like three maybe at most four times a year i'll like leave a hundred dollar tip for somebody that's fucking nuts. especially if they if they do a really good service just like and it's it's random like right like it depends on who it is but like just because like i know for one thing that's going to make their day because most of them will that's that's that is that would change their day for sure yeah that's like their whole day of tips probably right so i don't know i i in some in like i said in lower like in rest in the restaurant industry because i know they're not making as much money i'll try and do that um so i feel like are you a guy who shops at like mom and pop shops like neighborhood shops no oh what the fuck i was like that's like the prime people who would kind of need your money nah fuck those small business you should be able to survive as a small business owner without charity that's my thought if you can't do that your business is not worth being up well, but if you're real. employed by a large organization then you can get some of my charity. Well, because they're providing a service that I want, clearly. 
Yeah, but like I'm going to them, right? If if let's let's put it this way: if if a large fast food or not fast food, but large restaurant chain sucked, people would stop going to it, and eventually it would fail. Yeah, like, but that's I mean, the whole now point. you're thinking the economics. Like, let's say, let's say, uh, you know, Sandy's dream was to open a fucking bookshop, and she opens one in your neighborhood. Well, guess what? She doesn't have, you know, she the got volume to live her dream. She, she opened the bookshop, huh? She she got her dream. She opened the bookshop. She has yeah, enough money to open. open. The, yeah, but she has enough. The fact that she has enough money to open the bookshop means she's 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 pretty good off. She's at that point. There's a lot of people that can't even freaking. They're going paycheck to paycheck. The bookshop is not even in their mind. Yeah, but now no, Sandy. But yeah, like, well, Sandy originally you know opened the bookshop, and now she's <laughs> fucking struggling here, and she's fucking you know selling smack was, out of maybe, these books. Maybe next time she's trying to survive and letting you do lines of cokes and running women out of the back because Rishi wouldn't come buy a fucking Harry Potter book for an extra three dollars because he's a dick. Yeah, Sandy's, yeah like, Sandy's in trouble. Now she gets arrested. Her kids, you know, have to live without a mom because she's in prison for running a whorehouse. Because you couldn't buy a fucking book from Sandy. Like, yeah, like, Rishi, you you have, like, kindness towards, like, certain people. But yeah. then, like, they're like, nah, here. Nah, these people, like, who have, like. Absolutely. Like you said, because also, you, correct me if I'm wrong, I heard you say they needed they needed to make a better decision. Uh, San- Sandy. <laughs> Sandy. Sandy, right? Sandy. I mean, no, no, better business decisions. She's already opened her bookshop. Again, playing devil's advocate. Would could you argue that waiters and waitresses should make a better business decision? Yes, it's the same no, exact. Wait, argument. what? Some of them don't have that opportunity. Like, right? They don't have the the amount of money that Sandy has that she's opening this bookshop. I mean, nobody opens a bookshop with just straight cash. Yeah. You take a lot of loan. You do. Like, you, have, loan. you have to have a decent amount of money in hand. You have to have a decent amount to, to do that. You have to have enough money that you're somewhat comfortable to be able to do that. Right, well, Banks maybe not Sandy, just going to give you money. Wait, but who the fuck cares how Sandy opened the bookshop? You're, you're like the one who's like, well, I do because whoever going to Sandy's open bookshop a bookshop should realize people don't read anymore. That's yeah. a bad decision, Sandy. Don't open a fucking bookshop. Open a vape shop. <laughs> yeah, right. Sandy's yeah. <laughs> now Sandy's become jiggy with a vape shop and a restaurant, and Rishi's the number one customer. Like, <laughs> I was like, man, I, poor Sandy. I'm gonna go fucking buy a book and throw it at you from a local neighborhood Harry bookstore. Potter book. Yeah, a neighborhood bookstore. I'm gonna throw it at your Sorry, fucking head. This this dick over here wasn't trying to support you. I want to have them write a note too, inside the book, inside you know, like to Rishi, you suck. Love Sandy. <laughs> I just love how you. I love how you're like. I love how you're like. You know what? Like I like try to make someone's day. I left a nice tip, and then I'm like, well, how about the local bookshop? You're like, fuck the local bookshop. I don't give yeah. a shit if that's her dream to open that bookshop. I'm gonna shit on her and buy the book next door for cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you're 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 ruthless at times. That's true. That is true. Were uh, there a lot of bookshops in Oklahoma City? Oh God! I, yeah, this is the last topic I want to talk about. The nappiest towns you've ever been to in your life. Like the only thing to do in Oklahoma City was to sleep or go to restaurants. The worst place I've been ever. No offense if you love Oklahoma City. Wait, why'd you go? Yeah, why were you there? So Raisha's like best friend. It was her baby shower. Originally, Raish asked the sister who was throwing it. Hey, is it coed? Yes, men and women. <laughs> no, it was not. I was the only guy. There. <laughs> plus the plus the the, the soon to be father. I was like, "Are you fucking me?" Rachel, like, I, I asked her. She said there was. I'm like, 
I'm never coming to this shit again. But luckily I came because Rich would have been bored out of her mind. We like we literally we made it a 24 hour no, not even 24 hours. We landed at 11:30. We flew out at 7:30 the next morning. Oh, like, wow. And even then I was like, we should have left Saturday night. We shouldn't have wasted money on the hotel. <laughs> Did but, you at least get free breakfast? No, man. It was like a it was like a hotel near the airport that was like thirteen dollars for breakfast. I was like, "Fuck that! We're not paying thirteen dollars for shitty breakfast at the hotel." Damn. But oh, oh my god, it was so funny. We got there. Uh, first thing we went to Torchy's, good taco place. You guys ever been to Torchy's? There's some in the Southwest. There's one in Indiana. Yeah, I've heard about it. I've heard about it. It's very solid. The, we had the shrimp taco, good. Um, not like oh, San yeah, Diego, shrimp. Good, but. A very. A very local Oklahoma yeah, City right. cuisine. It was very local yeah. Oklahoma shrimp. Very, you know, Bubba Gump <laughs> Oklahoma shrimp. Uh, we went Actually, to, we I went was going to say, is, how far is Louisiana? It's probably not that far. Though. Pretty fucking far. <laughs> yeah. Far enough. Far enough to where it's not fresh. Let's just say that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then, yeah, we went to lunch. Then we went to this thing. Then we went back to the hotel, took like a rest for like 30 minutes. And we went to get dinner. And then we went to their house to like hang out with like people. But we're like. Man, there is nothing to do out here. Like, it took like five minutes to drive across Oklahoma City. <laughs> like, there's nothing. <laughs> By the end of it, we rented a car. I went. Wait. I was like, All right, let me fill gas. I was like, I'm only gonna put ten dollars in the tank. We only used two dollars worth of gas. <laughs> it was like three sixty gallon. But I was like, what? I heard. I mean, I, like, I, I don't know if this part got cut out earlier, but yeah. So, like, I read a book called Boomtown, and it tells like the history of Oklahoma City interspersed with like the arrival of the thunder. So it kind of flips back and forth between the city since it's actually a very new American city. I uh-huh. think it's like, I want to say like 120 or not. No, it's 2022. So maybe like 140 years old. Mm-hmm. Still, so relatively new. Um, but I don't know. It made it seem like there was like some things going on. Oh, it also made it seem like Oklahoma city, like is one of the biggest cities um, in terms of square acreage. I don't know. But maybe maybe the don't. city limits go on forever, <laughs> and they only developed uh, uh, like one percent of it. But <laughs> hey, didn't you? I was gonna say, Ashok, you've been to Tulsa, right? Yes, Is- uh, and actually, when you guys brought up the topic, that's exactly what I thought of because I went there for a residency interview, and I was just like, Whew. "Yeah, right." You're like, "Oh, okay. I don't really see much to do here." <laughs> like, there's nothing. Then, yeah, like, there's nowhere to go hiking. There's nothing to do. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not like a huge outdoorsy guy. Like, I don't need like, like the mountains and like rivers and stuff like that. But I was like, man, not much to do. And then like, I went and like eat. There's just like barbecue, barbecue. Yeah, fried barbecue. Barbecue. I was like, this is not. This would not be healthy. Was that me. the worst city you've ever been to? I. Yeah, like I think so. Oklahoma again. Okay, just yeah, I was gonna gonna say. I mean, and then when I found out about like the like the Tulsa race massacre afterward, I was like, "Hmm, good. I can see it. Good place not to go." Yeah, Yeah. I I will say the so this year the PGA Championship is being held in Tulsa, Oklahoma, at Southern Hills Country Club. So I was like, I was like, ah, I might go for like the Saturday thing and and see what you know. It's a very famous country club. It looks spectacular in the pictures um like all right but now you guys are making me second guess whether i should yeah i mean it's just you know like go ahead and make your own opinion of it because you know sometimes i mean i also went there for an interview like yeah and mind uh, you i drove there and so i was i'd be going on a very fancy golf course that's probably meant only for white people so like yes i'm sure 
People I'm sure it would be very nice. I'm sure the rest of the place would suck, but I'm well, there you go. You could uh, clean up on tips there, yeah, because they'll just be like, oh, here, here's the help. Yeah, here's yeah. the help. Here, here's fifty dollars. <laughs> go get me something. <laughs> Thanks, just boy. Take, yeah, just, boy. Take <laughs> just, just take people's trash and put them in the bins next to. There them. you go. <laughs> You can pay for your vacation and your uh, tickets. Right, your tips. Uh, but just be careful. I know you're very selective on who you help out and who you don't. <laughs> your name's so you Sandy? Fuck you, lady. <laughs> Throw your own shit out. Just, just wear a shirt that says, fuck you, Sandy. Yeah, right? Yeah. Fuck you, Sandy. Yeah. I love I'm it. trying to think of other for, for, can I, crappy places. Wait, can I, can I give go mine? Ahead. Yeah, go ahead. My most boring place, Dallas. I'm sorry, Gibson, but that place is boring as f. I don't know. Like I was like, there's, there's, there's Cowboy Stadium, there's Six Flags, and then there's the airport, and you get out. And then you're like, that's good and enough. that's it. And I'm like, there's well, nothing. I was just like, the place where uh, JFK got shot. That, he, Who cares? That's, yeah, that's Nobody cares about history. All right, <laughs> it happened. I mean, so what? Yeah, I mean, I will say for Dallas. I mean, I went there. I mean. Like I said, you mentioned Cowboy Stadium. I already mentioned it in a previous podcast. Shout out to Jerry Jones. Yeah, and it's great. That's that's like the one thing there. Illegitimate children that are popping up now. <laughs> um, so, but like, yeah, that was great. And like, you know, I was like, all right, this is he won over me. And I was like, I'm I'm I'll root for the Cowboys every once in a while now. No, fuck that. Um, enjoy their stadium. But yeah, I agree. Also, apparently, uh, and Gibson can probably confirmed this apparently the suburbs of dallas are just like growing like no other apparently there's now like 19 suburbs that have a population of over two hundred thousand. wait really in north dallas maybe yeah no no i don't think you're exaggerating a lot lot of lot of jobs can open up in uh, dallas area for sure yeah so that's so so that's big so i think you know i think things are happening and yeah i know obviously that's part of like the the fact that a lot of jobs are opening up i think the the state of Texas kind of incentivizes companies to do that. But that's also a thing where like people are like, oh man, all these all these freaking Democrats moving into the state. They're a little worried. So Yeah. Well, I, I hope they get rid of that governor first. <laughs> which is a, for our political uh podcast. <laughs> yes, of course. Yes. But like, yeah, no, Dallas was completely like for a big city, it was extremely boring. And especially sure. since this past week I went to Orlando and experienced like one sixtieth of the city and was just blown away by it. Like Universal Studios slash Islands of Adventure was freaking amazing. Uh, the golf was amazing. Freaking they have go kart racing, which I'm not even good at, but that was amazing. Food, by the way, if you're ever in Orlando, uh, Bosphoros Turkish cuisine, mixed grill plate for two. It Are you is sure Bosphorus. Yeah, Bosphorus. Sorry, I can't say it. I was gonna say, Bosphorus. I was like, what the fuck is he saying? Is Bos- Bosphorus <sighs> Turkish cuisine in Orlando. The mixed grill plate for two. Uh, Nardo, you can't eat this, but for the people right. that can't eat meat, it's amazing. The, like, the, share this the with Nardo the- so you can eat twice as much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Rachel probably would. That's perfect. Right? That is perfect. Or um, we went to this place called Cafe Tutu Tango. Uh, it's like a tapas place. I think there are things there you can eat, Nardo, but um, that's beside the point. Did I yell um, in our last podcast about tapas? I don't no, know. Right. Wait, oh what's wrong God. with tapas? I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of tapas style. 
Like all these restaurants, like that you know are not tapas style, are lying to me and telling me they're tapas style so they can give me smaller portions and tell me to order more plates. Mm. I like I this place. To- this place it was tapas. It was like legit, like cheaper food that are. Um, in terms of the place, the plates weren't ridiculous. Like it was actually good. Yeah, but like you go to like a Greek place and it's like, oh, we're tapas style. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, are you just telling me you have small portioned food? Like, can't you say you're small portioned food and not <laughs> just act like it's you're a tapas restaurant? Nah, it's all about the market. Yeah, it's like, um, oh, like these are nice prices. Oh, well, we're tapas style, so you probably get like four or five. I'm like, wait, now you're no longer nicely priced. Like this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> right. It's, I don't know. I, I cannot stand tapa style. Just on the term I mean, on the fact that the food you get. I also think like this place was great in the fact that it had butter chicken uh, and it also had like Nashville hot sliders as two different tapas. Like oh. it just like different dish. Like you had like Moroccan lamb meatballs. Mm-hmm. You had New York strip steak. You had. Uh, you know, avocado hummus. You had like the variety on this menu was ridiculous to the point where like you had every single region of food. And so it was great from a tapas style and that you would do that. And also what was also great was that apparently they had like, so they got art all over the walls. Mm-hmm. All of the art is local art created by artists that you can purchase. That's cool. So I mean, there I don't was know like, how you feel about that. It's supporting small business, but <laughs> actually we were, th- I was like, there was a $400 painting of Muhammad Ali that looked insane. And if there was a way for me to have easily brought it onto the plane and, and back, I would have bought it as you bought a seat for as, it and just strapped huh? in right next to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I would have bought it and it would have, it would have been, uh, it would have been our version, uh, Ashok knows this, of the match trophy. Wait, what? So, yeah, so every year, myself, uh, Faisal, Ashok, and Kieran have a version of the match where it's me and Faisal versus Kieran and Ashok, and we oh. play a round of golf. And so the winner gets the pride for that year. Oh, just the pride. Right, because we and, don't have a trophy and, right and now. A meal. And a meal. And a meal. And a meal. But we don't have a trophy, so but that would have been cool to have it. Because, you know every if you got a if you got a rivalry like that, you gotta have a trophy, I feel. Yeah, I agree. It's more fun. If me and Karen won out of taking it and then cut it in half just to spite you. I like it. <laughs> Two medallion halves that we would reunite every so often. <laughs> Yeah. Um, wait, did we ever create a trophy for this league? By the way, Nooney collected money, but then didn't create a trophy. I'm wondering if Timmy and Nikki are just playing with the money right now. Yeah, right. Maybe, maybe this is why he's paying the government uh, with his taxes. They gotta, they gotta pay creme de la creme. <laughs> I, I can't. Is. It better be something epic, though. I don't know what could be a great. Our next podcast oh, should wow. be a topic of what should the trophy look like. It should you, be an NFT. A what? A rotate. I don't know. I'm just throwing out buzzwords I've heard. <laughs> NFT. Wait, it's not real. It's just an NFT. <laughs> NFTs are stupid. Oh, God. They're quite lucrative right now. So. They are very stupid, though. It's, I feel like... yeah. NFTs are like the Kardashians. They only have value because we impart value on them. Correct. Like, it's true. They don't really Correct. provide us any physical... No. Right. At least with like a baseball card, you physically have the baseball card, right? With oh, yeah. an NFT, anybody can recreate it. Yeah. It's the exact same. It's literally the exact same. Yeah, well, um, 
we're probably the old people who are not making as much money as like yeah. who are like 16 who have so many NFTs <laughs> and have like millions of dollars just for all this. <laughs> yeah, we're just we're just shaking our fists at the NFT yeah. cloud. We'll see. Like, I'm sure I, yeah. I, at this point you should have a podcast with Zane and talk about it because I'm sure Zane's big on NFTs. Oh, is he? Is he big? Like, well, he was big, big on Bitcoin and stuff early. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Zane and Jake are both big on crypto. How, how early is early? Just curious. 17, I think. Oh, so is he filthy rich now? 18. I don't know. I mean, I have no idea how much he bought. Oh, my God. Wait, real quick. Side note. So we have this friend. He started buying Bitcoin like 2011 or 2012. So that's what I was okay. Those are the real people. Yeah, so oh, yeah, yeah. He's definitely very well off. I'm never going to ask him how much Bitcoin he owns because I don't know if he'll tell me. But he's definitely in a position where he was buying around like $12 of Bitcoin. Yeah. Also, side note, did you guys hear about, I didn't know this about Ethereum. There's two versions of it. Wait, what? I know that. Yeah, like there's Ethereum Classic and then Ethereum, like they they separated out of blockchain. I was just listening to this um, crypto reporter mm-hmm. talk, and apparently there's like like somebody just stole a bunch of Ethereum. Wait, what? And yeah, and I, I'll, how is that even possible? I thought I thought cryptocurrency was based on blockchain, which is supposed to be very easy to track if anyone's ever tried to steal it. Yeah, so no, I mean, no. right. That's how they simplify things, and but like if you don't know your key, right? Yeah, you can't obtain it. So yeah, somehow. And I was like, isn't isn't the whole point of cryptocurrency that it's anonymous, so that like theoretically anybody could steal it from you and you'd never know? No, or, like, like nobody like, would but ever. It's verified, so like the the blockchain uh, exists on so many computers, so everyone knows like your user number like one six seven. And we don't know your user one six seven, but we can see your wallet exchange oh. with another wallet. Like we can yeah. see the transaction happen. And I think it has to be like fifty one percent. You have to agree for the blockchain to yeah. be. Accurate. And see, this is be, a service. I could be wrong. Yeah, I think is, this is just a bunch of old people talk trying to talk yeah, right? about crypto this, right now. This, this is, is know, like what the fuck are works. these three idiots talking about? <laughs> this is the type of information that I would tip you for. All right. Well, I just gave it to you, so give me a few Bitcoin, bro. <laughs> All right. When you buy me my lunch, I will give you a few. When days. you come to the city, yo, three one two day Saturday if you want to try to win a bicycle. I know that what? sentence makes absolutely no sense in three one two would be Goose Island. Yes. But three one two so every three one two day they Oh, is that the the city area code of the city? Yeah, too? of Chicago. <laughs> Wait, oh, they you know the bicycle and they're legit. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't uh, believe she was today years old. Oh man. Wait, did you guys ever see the three and two bicycle I won, aka found? <laughs> no. Oh my no. god! It was March twenty twenty. Let me find the picture. Hopefully, this picture does it justice. It's literally like this, like Goose Island, uh, decorated bicycle, and they'll like hide them around the city. But now they started doing a thing where, like, this year they're gonna put posters, and on some of the posters will be a like a button you take to Goose Island, and they'll give you the bicycle there. Maybe it's more COVID friendly because before they used to just tie the bicycles onto places and you grab one. <laughs> but they have clues like it'd be like a scavenger hunt. I'm trying to find it. It's obviously on March 12, 2020, because that's the day I bought it or found it. Here. <laughs> uh, man, I do a lot of shit with my phone. Here. Right. This is what the bike looked like. I don't know if you guys can tell. Oh, wow. You still have it? Yeah, it's locked up downstairs. Do you use it? Nice. Not much. I mean, at times well, in the summer, but I'm trying to get one for Rage 2. That's why I'm trying to find one this summer. So on Saturday, uh, they'll have it 
like a bunch of posters out. So I'm gonna try size wise though. Is it like is it a is it a decent like like height like are yeah you, no it's is legit. It too, it's too a, tall a too short adult. Well, I mean, there's different size adults. Like you know, you got somebody that's like four foot eleven. No, you know, that might might be too big for them. No, it's legit. It's a uh, I don't know the Micklish two fifty nine centimeter. I don't know what the heck. It usually means. retails for like four hundred dollars. Looks yeah. like Nardo, Nardo's a bike connoisseur. Yeah, going back to the. I'm like Brutti. My family is bike connoisseurs. <laughs> nice. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. But going back to the Ethereum thing, I found it out. And so, initially, the Ethereum blockchain was established as one network in which transactions were facilitated by using that cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. However, in June 2016, the blockchain was hacked and 50 million dollars worth of funds were stolen. As a result, a split or hard fork was performed to secure the network. Ethereum Classic emerged as a split version of Ethereum's blockchain, the other being regular Ethereum, and the split was performed to return the stolen funds to their original owners, as per the records prior to the hack. And so now this fork leads to two versions existing simultaneously, which doesn't make sense to me. That's so confusing. Agree. It's it's <laughs> almost like just like just like how you guys are saying, it's like it's whatever value we impart to it. Yeah. Now. And so, okay. but it's not, it's not infallible as people would like to believe. Oh, yeah. Although I guess the one overarching thing that people still like about it is that it's definitely harder for governments. Like it's almost impossible. Well, Biden yeah. introduced that new yeah. bill. I can't believe a topic we never thought we were talking about. We were on cryptocurrency that we are not experts. That's on. true. That's I true. mean, that's like, the, it's like the wild west of, you know, like, banking essentially yeah. in finance now so like i think how the internet was in the early 90s i mean i'm i don't know maybe i'm just speculating but when a lot of things were you know free and loose same thing now is with crypto it's crazy to think that's currency yeah, now that's just, yeah i mean just the fact that doggy coin or dogecoin, <laughs> dogecoin. <laughs> dogecoin. doggy doggy what's, coin. The, what's the other one uh shiba inu yeah <laughs> oh my god so, no offense hey. to the Dogecoin slash Shiba Inu owners, but yeah, you're, you're looking at one right now. Oh man, I hope you're making a big. Hope you're making a killing on your Dogecoin. No, uh, not so much. Yeah, I had a feeling, but I don't want to. Well, I don't think many people are making a killing on anything right now with the market the way That's it is. True. So, uh, buy the dip, as yeah. they always say. That's true. Buy the dip. Buy right? the dip. Hi right, guys. I think uh, Can I? with the combined you, podcast, we're at a decent amount of time. Yeah, I think it's about an hour 40 right now. Yeah, probably. Uh, based on what I... But uh, do you guys nice. mind if I... I uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a song and... Uh, Are we doing Name That Tune? Like, what the fuck? No. We, you, you know, know we don't have name. copyright laws. In I know, but luckily the person that created this song is the one that's going to edit this podcast. So. Okay, fine. On the way out. Right. Outro, outro. On the way out. On the way out. On the way out. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. nice. I'm going to be honest. And this is... This is, in all honesty, uh, to uh, to after sound here. Uh, I pl- I play the song. I listen to it. I have it on my playlist. I listen to it pretty much every day. But then I said, I was like, all right, maybe I'm just biased, you know, because I already know the person. So I sent it to a coworker who had no idea what it was, and mm-hmm. was just like, what is this? I'm like, can you listen to it? I'm like, sure. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's a good song. I was like, okay, I'm not the only one that said it. Yeah. And then no they sent me a sa- then they sent me a song that that was they thought was equivalent to it and i was like okay this is this is actually getting somewhere i'm like all right i feel like i'm you know i i think you're underselling 
how big Aftersound yeah, is. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, it's <laughs> probably, probably true. Yeah, probably true. But you know, like, nobody in this league talks about band it. And I just learned about it's, it's like, called like uh, the Beatles. No. I think. Um, <laughs> I was trying to ask my coworker if they sound pretty good. <laughs> Fuck. Come on, bro. Are you really I'm about sorry. to play it off your phone? Yeah, I am. Why not? Can't you just edit just this and put the actual song? Yeah. No, no, I can't. I'll let Zane do it. All right, fine. <sighs> I'm sorry, Zane. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're gonna have this crappy quality. Zane, just cut the podcast early right here and actually put the song in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good talking to you guys as you outro us. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs>